Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Afternoon. I'm Eddie Eric on the Rock of Talk on AM 1600. KIVABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com. High 50 50 500 is the number to call. All calls taken. No screeners ever. You have carte blanche directly in. Seven second campaign or what dump button, I guess. Uh, this is a uh, something that could be requested fully by any other candidate uh, who is out there uh, running for the same position that I'm running for, which is mayor of Albuquerque. And uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, uh, that same platform not afforded to my competitors in this particular race. We also have a podcast, uh, that which is, of course, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Download the app. Also not available for my competitors. The only thing that is available is this mic on AM1600KIVA uh, and not KRSN or 107.1. So that's what's coming in. I just want to let you guys know how this is all going to work. I know that uh, for a lot of you, that uh, you guys are eagerly looking to see how the uh, new format will work. And uh, so before we get into all of everything, and I bring in Dowd. Dowd is uh, working from the other side. Hi, Dowd. How are you? Uh, greetings to the uh, good oh, men and women you of the bring him in on the the yeah, I forgot you. There you are. Oh. You're not <laughs> in studio. I had my mappings wrong, so... Okay, so very quickly, so let's get started. A lot of stuff. I can raise money on the air as much as I like. Uh, there is nothing to prevent me from uh, on air. And if one of my competitors decides that he wants to come on air and do whatever he wants to do, uh, which would be the same format, have to be a live call-in format during the same time, no pre-record message, et cetera, they could certainly do that as well. It's nice to have an FCC attorney uh, to handle all of this and then to make sure that it's fair for the market. So both of my competitors, uh, Tim Keller is uh, available for – Live call-ins directly on this channel, as is uh, Manuel Gonzalez the third. So there it is. That's how this whole thing uh, sets up. Now let me um, let me uh, share this with everybody because this is the uh, fairness. I know a lot of people say, "Well, here's the equal time and fairness doctrine," and this is probably from one of the most seasoned FCC attorneys. Like the only thing that this attorney actually does uh, is. Communications law. That's it. He doesn't do anything else, and he resides in Washington, D.C., so it should be important to know. Dowd, you're familiar. You have absolutely everything. I think I forwarded you the email, so yep, I have to I make this, these declarations. Uh, he says, uh, this uh, gentleman had a number of conversations with other experienced attorneys in the firm, and then they also called an FCC attorney who works with an FCC political section and is a great source of information. They consider him the expert on this topic, so... The consensus is is that you would have a very difficult time getting any airtime as a candidate other than what they afford you on KOB, KOAT, KRQE, KKOB, or any other broadcasting radio station that interviews my opponents on the air about matters that are specifically regarding their duties as either mayor and or sheriff. So as long as they are interviewed as mayor and or sheriff and they are given absolutely zero time, which means they can't even mention the actual campaign, then I will not be afforded that equal time on that particular uh, communications FCC regulated broadcasting station. So 
they could not go on and talk about their uh, campaign. They could not go on and say um, Tim Keller for mayor, uh, Manny Gonzalez for mayor. They could not say that at that point. That time immediately becomes mine and the entirety of that time that they are on that because they would were to use any of that time. So I appreciate you guys uh, get or I appreciate the information that came in. So it says uh, any other broadcaster that interviews your opponents on the air about matters like crime or other issues affecting residents of Albuquerque. Isn't that the entirety of the mayor? So you guys are going to feel like this is incredibly unfair. But both men who are running for this position are already hired, meaning they are operating in the capacity of an official. I am not. So if they decide to interview them uh, on matters to the city, and as long as they don't talk about their campaign, they can be on 24-7. And there's nothing I could do about it, like not one thing. So if they wanted to have an entire week of Manny Gonzalez, Manny Gonzalez, or Tim Keller, Tim Keller, and they never mention the campaign, guess what? Them's the breaks. Sucks, right? <laughs> how could you, how could you <laughs> remove these guys? It would just it would be next to impossible. Okay? So literally they can dedicate twenty four seven programming and as long as they're talking about their issues and what they're doing, then I could not I could not request equal time. Okay. So the moment they say the word campaign Manny for mayor, Tim Keller for mayor, anything like that, then I can request the entirety of whatever time that they have. So that's the way that this works. The FCC is very liberally construes the notion of quote unquote exempt news report or news interviews. So the FCC attorney reminded me that the FCC had deemed quote unquote exempt from equal opportunities portions of the Howard Stern show in which he interviewed political candidates. Okay. So now let's stop there because it's now, now we've got to shift gears a little bit. And then my obligation, all I'm, all I'm supposed to do is provide audible notification that I'm affording that, and I don't have to say one other thing. I do not have to send letters, send emails, send anything. They must uh, demand, the word is demand, actually, um, in writing via mail, via mail, U.S. Postal stamped mail, the amount of time that they want and it must be measured. So that's the way that this is all going to go. It makes it uh, pretty uh, simple and straightforward. Um, generally speaking, what you would hear uh, from a lot of people who are running for offices is that they would immediately get off. All right. So here, here's the deal. I'm, this is kind of our domain. This domain belongs to Eddie Aragon, Kiva, Etc. Etc. If they want to come on, that's fine. I don't. I don't. I don't mind in the least. Okay. Also, they would not be charged for the time that they come in because I'm not charging myself. That's the other thing. I do not have to gift myself, but I could also not uh, charge them for anything that they want to do. So if they want to run, you know, all their stuff during those specific hours, the, this time on this channel, which is where I'm at, then they can only do it during that time. So just a little something for you. What we also have to do, which would be very interesting, is it also have to what, run the weather and traffic, all the other same format stuff uh, that is expected uh, during this time. So it's uh, like um, and thereby similar uh, features. So that's the way that this whole thing is going to work, folks. Um, I can continue to stay on air and until I am requested from the time that I'm on that they would like that time and there would have to be a live call-in show and they'd have to sit here and take your calls uh, and do a live broadcast while they're here. That's that. It has to be absolutely 
uh, similar to that. So that's the way that it works. And I've got some other things that I'm going to share with you very quickly just so we can get this out of the way and move forward because there's so much junk. We're not even actually talking about a campaign yet. Have you know, and I'm about to read you all my answers from the Albuquerque Journal, which you'll love. And everybody submitted it. I verified that. So I am excited um, about that, meaning I can share them with you. And Jessica Dyer said that uh, she was able to uh, share those, that I was able to share those prior to them uh, being brought, uh, you know, public. Okay, so then... <clears throat> Soliciting funds on the air, you can do it, but also same thing uh, replies. So these people can also uh, solicit funds on air when they're on this particular radio station. So that's the answer to that. So anybody can do it. Those are the rules. Uh, thank you, Mr. Uh, Smith, for uh, putting together all the FCC laws. Uh, he has been retained. And uh, any and all questions from any attorneys for any purposes, uh, thinking that I have an unfair advantage, you would be wrong. Because both Manny and Tim are both elected officials, and as long as they don't mention a campaign, they can put on Channel 4, 7, 13, anything they want, 24-7. That is considered, quote-unquote, bona fide. So, I am going to keep my time. I'm not going to run out of my radio station. I will not be chased out of my radio station, or my house, as they're putting it. And I have some updates on that. This morning, uh, all the quote-unquote negative stuff that went out, which was very interesting, and says, oh, the, Eddie, doesn't, Eddie doesn't have a house. He's homeless. He's this. I'm like, okay, <laughs> not homeless. Uh, travel a lot, go places, do things. Hang out with my kids. We travel all over the place, okay? I traveled everywhere. Now, let me tell you something that very, 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 very specific that happened that you guys will be absolutely enthralled about. I've been busy since, I don't know, I woke up this morning last night, I was very sick, not feeling very good at all. I don't know. So I, I thought I was coming down with something. This morning I got up, was fine. W wake up to nine emails, all people offering me their homes. Would you like to buy my house? We will sell you our house. I have a rental. I'll sell you the rental. Uh, Eddie, would you like to rent this house? I've got some. These are not even, some properties aren't even on the market. We have something that isn't even hitting yet. And I was like, well, would you like to see this? Uh, uh, Eddie, we were behind you 100%. We've got a property. We'd like to sell it to you. We'd like to rent it to you. Here you go. We'll set you up with a lease today. Not, no joke, folks. Uh, Kai Porter came in from Channel 4, which is very interesting and a uh, very, very good guy. Um, okay, let me, and, and this really does sound like a... Uh, <laughs> This, this does sound a little bit like a government meeting, doesn't it, given the stuff we're talking about? I'm, I'm already bored myself. Don't worry. Just just hang tough. We'll, we've got to get through this stuff. Um, this is a matter of record. All right. I want you to remember I had zero petition signatures rejected. Okay? And that is uh, very interesting uh, because also I've been certified as of yesterday. Okay? Then I got a pleading, and it has yet to be delivered to the county clerk, neither the county clerk has been served. Nor, wait, wait. The media served it, right? But the county clerk has never been served any of this paperwork. So you've got an, a, an attorney, uh, Thomas Grover, the last person to see Mary Hahn, right? You have Thomas Grover out there who's getting on there and saying I should be disqualified for the race. 
last night all over the news and all these people offering me their homes and uh, me laughing and laughing and laughing. Okay, so here's where it gets really, really good. So this uh, pleading, whatever this is, has never been presented. This is uh, people, as we know, Thomas Grover is very sympathetic to Gonzalez campaign. Gonzalez, uh, we'll get to him in a sec. And uh, we've got all the information we've submitted to all the news agencies. They have it. Remember, it's use and zoning, not use or zoning. So it's something that you should know. So I've got this whole uh, thing. Then I submitted this to this happened today. This morning was the ruling from the office of the city clerk. Now, I'm not going to sit here and read this to you because let me just tell you, it's 11 pages long. The city clerk has, uh, and this will be probably the last time I have to talk about Manny Gonzalez. He is, he needs to drop out of the race. Uh, this is so dense. Uh, you can find it absolutely everywhere. We will share it everywhere. You should read through it. Uh, you will find criminal activity uh, within the pleading uh, that was given and addressed directly to Sheriff Manuel Gonzalez. Now, what do we know about Sh uh, Sheriff Manny? The last time I talk about him, other than the questions that you ask of me, uh, is that he is the highest law enforcement officer in our county. Yet we have here, let me just read a couple of uh, tidbits. Clerk's office declines to certify you receive public financing. You, as a candidate, your campaign employees, the designated representatives for whom you expressly accepted responsibility, submitted false statements to the clerk's office. Forged. Forgery. Fourth degree felony. Qualifying contributions to obtain public financing, which you and your employees knew or should have known. Forged. Right there. Right there. So you guys can see all that at rockoftalk.tv. And it goes on to say, in addition, $5 qualifying contributions must be paid by the contributor. If the funds are provided by any person other than the contributor who is listed on the receipt, the qualifying contribution will be deemed fraudulent. So we got fraudulence and forgery. Okay. This is, uh, is that larceny? I think, uh, doubt is that so. yeah. generally uh, what, what is. So it's, it's a very in-depth, detailed, line-by-line. You can tell the city clerk's office really did their homework. And got it there. And by the way, don't ever try to call the city clerk's office and claim that you work for the Eddie Aragon campaign because we got it when everybody else got it. And uh, trust me, they can see through that. They know the only person who speaks on behalf of that is Eddie Aragon. Okay. Now let's get to the quotes. We'll see Keller's reaction. Keller's reaction on the Gonzalez ruling is Manny Gonzalez has committed fraud and they've admitted to forgery. Admission. Do we soften the blow there? Those facts won't change, and those are the underlying reason he's being denied public financing. They did this to themselves, and they need to end the blame game and admit responsibility. Okay. So uh, here, here we go. Um, here's my quote, exactly the same number of words as uh, um, Tim Keller. Mayor Gonzalez has admitted to fraud and forgery during the qualifying phase of this campaign. Not only should he be denied taxpayer funding, campaign financing, but he should probably also be prosecuted. At the very least, Manny needs to be disqualified from the race. Now, his camp is asking that I'm disqualified. I'm stating that based upon what's there, that he should be disqualified. Okay, so there is the Albuquerque Journal article that uh, came through, and I think we need to... Uh, Dowd, can you send that to me send right here? And I, I don't have everything in in sure. front of me. Um, do that if you would. Well, we'll just Eddie, I think it's also important to note that this was a, a fool's errand from the beginning. The Office of Inspector General, this was only about two weeks ago, the city's Office of Inspector General 
found, they did an analysis of 239 people listed on the qualifying contribution forms for Manny. They found 23 instances, 20, 10% of their random sample of people who did not sign the forms or pay the $5 contribution to you know, qualify him for the free 600 grand. In addition, 15 different people told investigators they signed the qualifying contribution receipt but did not pay the $5 contribution. I don't know what he was hoping for today. I mean, they've had him dead to rights for a while now. Um, and not only that, it's all listed in all 11 pages. Please share that absolutely everywhere. Uh, the other thing that's very questionable is the amount of money that Manny Gonzalez's campaign has spent in the amount of swag slash professional services slash, uh, I believe it's only like 26000 is what he's raised in seed money, something along those lines. And and somehow they've been able to pay somebody eleven, twelve thousand dollars $12,000 and get all sorts of other stuff. So I think that's also very uh, questionable. Something to possibly look into, but I'm not interested. I am interested in Tim Keller and Tim Keller only. And you're saying, thank God, I'm going to read my answers to you. Okay. Uh, Eddie, isn't it into your advantage to Romania to stay in the race? Split the Democrat vote. How about the voter integrity and the voter race? I think we can beat uh, Tim Keller. I think Tim Keller is lying about the crime stats. Uh, let's just uh, take that right then and there. I mean, the guy is is absolutely lying about the crime stats. Oh, we're down 46, 48%. We all know that crime is up everywhere. Don't try to sell us on percentages while we have murders in the streets every single day. I realize they're not the same classifications, but let's get real. Tim Keller is a terrible mayor. He is an absolutely terrible mayor and has been. Oh, by the way, those of you going to the Lobo game tonight, I'll see you there. Um, and you can boo me or come shake my hand. I don't really care. I'll go see you. <laughs> I know I will not be wearing the mask. I have to wear the masks. I wear the masks when I need to wear the mask. Um, I don't know why I say it like that. It must be uh, the eyes wide shut thing. Um, okay. So let me read this. This is from Jessica Dyer. I thought a, a very fair, uh, bright uh, article. Also, Olivier Uterbrock. Uh, hopefully that was right. A petition filed in the 2nd District of Judicial Court seeks to remove uh, Aragon, Eddie Aragon, Albuquerque mayoral candidate from the ballot. Allegedly, he improperly listed the commercial real estate, uh, commercial address, excuse me, as his residence. Petition alleges Aragon violated law by listing a building in a commercially zoned area on both his voter registration and candidate forms. I did. That's true. But it's also, uh, uh, there's also residential use, two exceptions to that. It asked the judge to Bernalillo County, Linda Stover, to disqualify Aragon and remove his name from the ballot. Kind of an interesting timing, given that he was just getting his, if I'm not mistaken, uh, Dowd, you know, his approval. Conservative radio host and station owner Aragon declared his mayoral candidacy August 24th, joining incumbent Tim Keller uh, and Sheriff. Uh, anyway, I don't have to say his name anyway. Aragon calls the petition a political hit job. Oh, uh, let me say something very quickly. If you are on another radio station, okay, and you go to that radio station and you try to say my name, that radio station uh, and television station or any place where it's live, it is illegal to dump my name for the purposes of, of sort of pushing out influence. So if you call to another radio station that they dump it, please record it and then send it directly to me. That's something called electioneering. We'll get into that a little bit, uh, a little bit later. Okay. So I can, I can do by omission myself as much as I want. I can talk about what I'm doing, but you know, there are very specific rules here. Uh, Aragon calls the petition a quote unquote political hit job from those fearful of his campaign's momentum. That his attorney will file a motion to dismiss the petition. There's no validity to the claims, he said on Wednesday. That was yesterday. Uh, you should also know that uh, at this point, neither I nor the county clerk has been served. 
might want to might want to spend a little bit of money there to serve. You know, what is it, sixty dollars to serve? Addition alleges the building is in an area zone called NRBP, non-residential business park, which allows office and commercial uses, but not residential. Aragon said the residential allowable use in the building where he runs his radio station. Uh, I could also be here 24-7, by the way, just FYI, because it is a radio station. Um, he said he has lived in his office since 2020. That is true. Uh, the claim that was made against me was uh, May of this year. That's crazy. Um, and that he is considered the property's watchman. Uh, Aragon listed the address as the residence of voter registration. Form filed February 24th and on his mayoral candidate registration filed April 21st on petition alleges. The petition was filled Tuesday against uh, Stover and Aragon by Shishu, uh, who not, needs not to be named. You can go ahead and see her and all about her at IHateEddieAragon.com, uh, who is identified as a registered Albuquerque voter. The was unable to contact her on Wednesday. Her attorney, Thomas Grover, said uh, she is concerned, quote, unquote, that the integrity of the election had been tampered with. Really? You want to talk about the integrity of the election? Uh, I would go to the candidate that you are uh, supporting. So Aragon's office is not a building that is known for commercial residential occupancy, Grover said. Under those facts, it doesn't satisfy the city's requirements for what constitutes a quote-unquote residence. Remember, I started out the show telling you about all the wonderful people who were literally giving me their houses. Stover said Wednesday he has no plans to remove Aragon's name from the ballot. Nice. As of right now, we have no reason to disqualify him. He's registered, lives in the city of Albuquerque until the judge tells me otherwise. Uh, so uh, there's a, a difference, too. There's another thing that was argued back in 2005 with Ken Sanchez. Residence versus domicile. So there is a difference in living uh, where you are registered. That is another thing uh, that we will also probably end up, uh, I guess, talking. I don't know. Who cares? Uh, the petition argues under state law, county clerks are required to reject voter registration forms containing a commercial mailbox as a physical address. Dover said she is not familiar with that law. I'm really not going to get in the weeds on this because until a judge tells me to do something, has qualified a candidate. So then you uh, turn into live, wor- live work, right? Anybody ever heard of live work before or mixed use developments? You ever heard of that? Ever heard of mixed use? Yeah, those, that's a lot of that. So I would uh, continue to uh, follow that story and see uh, more or less how this thing uh, comes out. 550-5500, 550-5500. Uh, we are live. We'll see if we can go ahead and uh, connect Rudy. Nope, he's still not there, so I'm not sure what's uh, going on. We'll pick him up uh, right after the break. Okay, so line up your calls unfiltered. I'll start from the top, whatever questions you have. Otherwise, I'll be reading my responses uh, directly to Jessica Dyer, which I think that you will, um, you know, probably give you cause for uh, to have even more questions. I want to keep an open forum. We'll address everything. If I don't know the answer to your question or I haven't thought about it, I will say I'll get back to you. Um, and then the same format will be able to operate for anybody else uh, as well, with the load exception that I will actually be here with the other candidate because I still have to run the radio station. Ancient Chinese secrets, right? <laughs> It's going to be an interesting two months. Uh, at least, uh, at least uh, two months, right? I'm not really sure. So, all right, back after a quick break here in the Kiva, and Edad Musk will be here, just sort of observing, hanging out uh, from his confines of Corrales. Four twenty back and forth. I'm Nancy Giblin, owner of Sugar Hollow, a boutique residential assisted living community in the historic Albuquerque Country Club neighborhood. Dedicated to exceptional care for your loved one, Sugar Hollow provides daily wellness activities that engage the mind, body, and spirit. 
Join us for Happy Hour Fridays, Sugar Hollow style, featuring local musicians playing tunes your loved ones will recognize and enjoy. Visit Sugar Hollow by calling 270-0801. Boutique style assisted living, 270-0801. Music is the great communicator on makeusgodlyagain.com. Well, it may be the devil, or it may be the Lord, but you're going to have to search somebody. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy the safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Albuquerque Base Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Former President Ronald Reagan said, To grasp and hold a vision, that is the very essence of successful leadership. Leaders set a destination. Leaders have a vision. They communicate that vision. They are passionate about their vision. They make sure everyone in their organization understands the vision. Their vision attracts and affects every employee in the workplace. Do you know your destination? Does your team know your destination? President Reagan also said, The challenge of statesmanship is to have the vision to dream of a better, safer world and the courage, persistence, and patience to turn that dream into reality. What is the vision for your company? This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes... She owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, healthcare, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. 883 883- Three six eight three. All right, 
433 here in Nikiva. We got uh, Dowd reconnecting. I think he is there. There he is. Doing my best. Out in the sticks. All right. uh, (laughs) Your uh, opening impression of all that uh, very uh, inconsequential, as far as I'm concerned, um, information that was presented. I mean, you know, when are we going to actually talk about the damn race? When are we going to talk about, you know, all, all that stuff? I think that's the most important thing, don't you think, Dowd? Well, I mean, I think the idea phase of the mayoral campaign of 2021 might kick off in maybe about 2034 at the rate we're going, Eddie. Uh, maybe maybe, you'll, maybe uh, today we'll be able to make a contribution to that when you read your answers. But uh, I'm, I'm puzzled by the uh, – well, I continue to be puzzled by the fact that Manny thought he would get his money. But is he capable of raising any money that isn't public? I mean, is, I, just from a practical point of view, is his, cam- is his California campaign manager going to – hang around if he, if he can't raise some big serious bucks uh it's going to be interesting to watch he's got a lot to think about this weekend coming up i'm a little bit concerned that maybe he doesn't want to make a fundraising call uh <laughs> i don't want <laughs> it's to easier when you can get it from the taxpayers <laughs> is it easier to sue people for money or is it better to you know pick up the phone and and call all right so now now that that's out of the way, now that's all that's been denied. And honestly, I don't care if he gets it or if he doesn't get it or he takes it to the Supreme Court or be done with it. it. To me, it doesn't matter anymore. The focus is entirely on one Tim Keller. Um, you know, Manny can go back to fighting crime and doing what he needs to do. I think uh, that's the job that he currently has. I believe he still receives a paycheck daily. And Tim Keller receives a paycheck and the city is in absolute shambles with you have the uh, local news stations who are going to do whatever they can to, I think, bolster support for them. They say that there's no bias. We know that it's there. Uh, otherwise, they'd be interested in another candidacy and not just be putting out heat pie- uh, hit pieces about whether or not uh, what I sleep on is a futon or a couch or whether or not I have a shower. I mean, at this rate, uh, think about this. Like, elect Eddie Air. What's my main question? I'd like to know. I have one question to ask you, Tim Keller. Does the mayor's office have a shower? <laughs> Is there a place where I can sleep? I mean, that's the way that they're painting this. Now, I don't mean to be uh, completely and totally humorous, but, I mean, that's the way that they're they're doing this. Uh, we could talk about the real estate market all we want. We can you know, sort of uh, parse that out, but it's unnecessary. So I'm going to start first with my information. We're going to be going like this for 60 days. Um, and there's going to be a lot of talk about this and not, uh, much about else. I mean, if you want to yuck it up and talk about UFOs and all the other stuff, you can certainly do that someplace else. Um, this is what I presented to, uh, one Jessica Dyer. So let's start first, uh, with the first five questions and you're welcome to call in. I want to make sure I forwarded the phones. Well, did I do it? I did. Okay. All right. Political party, Republican. I've been registered as a Republican uh, back in uh, Clark County when I lived there since uh, 2006. 2006. So that's how far back of a Republican I go. That would be 15 years as a Republican uh, and or independent. Registered here as an independent um, for a time and then uh, joined the Republican Party uh, back in 2017. I'm say 2017. 2018. Excuse me. All right, political party, Republican, age, right? 46, education. I have a bachelor's in political science and a bachelor's in economics from the University of New Mexico, 1998 and 2005. 
Got my dual degree after that. That was pretty awesome. Uh, let's see. Occupation CEO, AM1600 KIVA, the rock of talk. Uh, November of 2011 is when I started. So literally I will have 10 days the day before we have the election for all of this. Uh, it says family, uh, two boys, six and nine years of age. Uh, just put that out there. Uh, relevant experience. Five years, IT professional, uh, Fortune 500 company, that would be CBRE, formerly CB Richard Ellis. Ten years, commercial real estate broker for developers and corporate services. Uh, ten years, director and CEO of local radio station. And I think it'll be pretty awesome. Uh, for this radio station, Kiva AM 1600. And then my resume, you can find at eddiearagon.com. Feel free to link up at LinkedIn. I guess that's still there, but I'm no longer posting, and I have the uh, free free thing. Uh, campaign website, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. And if you want to go ahead and make a donation, make a donation. I can uh, tell you to make a donation all you want. Uh, you can uh, go ahead and make a donation uh, for my campaign. Uh, we need to take out Tim Keller. Period. That's all we're going to do. Take out Tim Keller. Oh, it says his questions. There's a 50 word limit for each question. Longer responses may be cut off at 50 words or otherwise edited. Uh, Dow, do you have a copy of this? Uh, I do. I do. Okay. So uh, feel free to interrupt, ask as many questions, divert me, throw me curveballs. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, throw me curveballs. Do whatever, whatever it is that you think that you need to do. Okay. I really don't care. Uh, question number one, what is the biggest issue facing the city today and how would you address it? Remember, we got 50 words. So I did. Oh, my, my platform is the five C's. <laughs> You're not going to catch me on the most important thing. Uh, that's a, that's an easy thing to go with. So I just said, okay, no, we're, we're not going to do one thing. We're not going to oversimplify and we're not going to make that. We're going to make it the five C's. Okay. Uh, crime. Oh, yeah, you can also text your questions at 550-5500. Crime, I will reduce every category, no exceptions. Yes, including the car uh, theft. That's an important. Uh, down 46% over four years. Uh, down. <laughs> We're four only years. number six in the country was, now. We're not in the we top put, five anymore. <laughs> did, we, did we put that on the front page enough? Did we, did we <laughs> you know, is that a promo? Is that a paid, is that a pray, uh, paid promotional material there? Uh, number two, commerce, uh, grow it. Stand behind small business. Remove art now. Remove it. Get rid of it. Uh, three, COVID. Challenge it. Hire local epidemiologists. I, I know that's crazy. <laughs> Trust the science. We have no science. Uh, we've cycled through on statewide. Two health secretaries, uh, epidemiologists, and a partridge in a pear tree. All right. Uh, corruption. Remove it everywhere. Important article coming out. Can't wait to share it. Corruption, remove it uh, everywhere. And five city, run it like someone who loves it, right? Like you care about it. That's important. Anything down so far? We're good? Uh, you know, I Anybody? would like, uh, the only thing I would say, Eddie, is maybe bring up the Great Barrington Declaration because there's so many public health professionals who signed the Great Barrington Declaration, and it's not as if we couldn't find a good epidemiologist to take on MLG. So uh, I very much doubt anyone in the mainstream media knows what the Great Barrington Declaration is. Um, and just to get specifics, I'm sure there's many people who are part of that community who would love to help a new mayor deal with fighting an out-of-control governor when it comes to lockdown. Okay. Five fifty fifty five hundred. 500 uh, This one coming 
Nobody discusses drugs and gangs as may as major factors in Albuquerque. Murders. Why not? What would you do as mayor? Well, I'd actually staff a gang unit. There's one person in the gang unit, only one. That's it. They they've got nobody else. They've got one person in the entire gang unit. Cartels are rampant, drugs are rampant. They don't address it because it isn't staffed and resourced. Period. The end. That's the first thing. As far as gangs here in the city of Albuquerque, the murders and everything else, you guys have to understand that that is just right there. Great Barrington uh, Declaration is uh, Dowd's uh, reference and question. He definitely wants to get into that. Uh, of course, our uh, in-house doctor here for Kiva Radio is Dr. William Summers. And uh, Dr. Summers has signed this. 850,000 signatures. 850,000 signatures that are on this. And uh, I will go through that. Uh, the Great Barrington Declaration, as infectious disease epidemiologists and public health sciences, we have grave concerns about the damaging physical and mental health impacts of prevailing COVID-19 policies and recommend an approach we call focused protection. Coming from both the left and the right and around the world, we have devoted our careers to protecting people, current lockdown policies, and producing devastating effects on short and long-term public health. The results, to name a few, include lower childhood vaccination rates, worsening cardiovascular disease out- outcomes, Fewer cancer screenings, deteriorating mental health, leading to greater excess mortality in the years to come. So with the working class and younger members of society carrying the heaviest burden, keeping students out of school is a grave injustice, according to the Barrington Declaration. Keeping these measures in place until a vaccine is available. Did you hear that? And you got to be careful about just glossing over that. Keeping these measures in place until a vaccine is available. What they're telling you is that the most recent one that's been produced is not an actual vaccine. Okay. So don't be careful to not step over that. Okay. Um, will cause irreparable damage with the underprivileged disproportionately harmed. Fortunately, our understanding of the virus is growing. We know that vulnerability to death from COVID is more than a thousand fold higher in the old and infirm than the young. Indeed, for children, COVID-19 is less dangerous than many other uh, harms, including influenza. If immunity builds, as in the population, the risk of infection to all, including the vulnerable, fall. We know that all populations will eventually reach herd immunity. Uh, I, has herd immunity been mentioned in the last nine months? <laughs> no, no. Right? It's just it's not there. It's just it's beautiful that they're talking about it. So the point at which the rate of new infections is stable and it can be assisted, but is not dependent upon a vaccine. Our goal should therefore be to minimize mortality and social harm until we reach herd immunity. Okay. Uh, definitely important. I think this is very, very, very good. Well, Eddie, the only the only reason I'd say that um, is not to be sort of a, a nitpicker, but the media, mainstream media, love to pounce on anyone who disagrees with the dominant narrative. And I think if you it, it, too often people on our side are demonized as not having a heart and wanting grandma to die. If you say we don't embrace lockdown lunacy we embrace focus protection and here's what focus protection means that's a more positive take on it because they are always willing to jump and pounce on anyone to the right and accuse them of being cold and callous so it's uh, it's not enough to criticize you also have to have a, a positive alternative and i think focus protection is our positive alternative all right good stuff thank you dowd um focused protection i like that um, more text coming in. You can call as well if you want to do it live. We are looking live. Um, here we go. Let's uh, continue here. As soon as I get more to my notes. 
What is your strategy for reducing violent crime? Question two. Question two. Punish all crime, not just felonies. Punish all crime, not just felonies. Arrest misdemeanors. Shoplifting, trespassing, possession, loitering, prostitution. Believe it or not, they do not arrest prostitutes. Three, no rehabilitation of criminals. The tough, the tough, I think it is. Focus on the public, prosecute. Some of you are probably saying, why is he coming out with his answers? Because we're rolling everything out. We're going to answer the journal. We're going to talk to stuff. We're going to get it transparent. We're going to improve the community. I'm not worried. We're not trying to just let's put this, these things out. And you're welcome to question me and talk with me, attack or, you know, support whatever you want. That's fine. Four, arrest quality of life issues. Camping, begging, sanitation. Arrest and cite. And, and issue citations. Very important. Okay. Now you have to understand that this is kind of putting the cart before the horse because we have yet to actually talk about homelessness, and I will talk about that. Uh, five, build departments within APD. Non existent units within APD include the gang unit and the commercial and residential burglary unit. So there you go. So there you go. So, what is your strategy for reducing violent crime? Punish all crime, not just felonies, arrest misdemeanors, shoplifting, trespassing, possession, loitering, prostitution. No rehabilitation of criminals. Focus on the public prosecutor. Arrest quality of life issues. Camping, begging, sanitation, and build departments. I did every one of these with five and exactly fifty words. I was hopefully hopefully she appreciated that little detail. Just good night. Uh, build departments within APD. Non-existent units within APD. Gang unit, commercial, and residential burglary. My answers to our strategy for reducing uh, violent crime. All right, number three. Let's see. Let's take questions from you guys rather than me just read stuff. I like that. Okay, Eddie, whoever bring up you are not a resident of Albuquerque and you cannot run for mayor of Albuquerque. If this costs you any money in regards to lawyer fees, I suggest you send them the bill from your lawyer to fight this. Not so much for the cash, just to teach them a lesson before they make false claims about you. There you go. I think it is. I think that's a good. I think that will likely be done. <laughs> I can't help but do that every time I think of the guy's name. Uh, Eddie called the Jim V show on KKOB this past weekend to test the no dump rule. Easy to get through is he has no audience. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh, hello. This is, this is, this is the extent of Jim Villanucci's talent. And hello. And hello. Uh, hello. And then play music. Nah. Make some snide remark. Well, we'll go right back in right after the break. My name. Hello. Music. Nah. <laughs> How did you as the solution to crime in Albuquerque? It wasn't dumped, but he ended the call with, quote, unquote, nice try. Nice try. That's from Mark. Appreciate that, Mark. Uh, always good to get updated. Make sure you record. My name cannot be dumped on radio stations, just so you know, or live call-ins. Uh, that is called electioneering. I couldn't call and dump somebody else, by the way, just so you know. I can't dump somebody because they just say Manny Gonzalez, Manny Gonzalez, Tim Keller, Tim Keller, Tim Keller. I'm not going to dump that, okay? Uh, Eddie, if you become mayor, please reduce the homeless population. I want safe public parks back to take my kids. Thank you. So that is uh, here from the 505. I appreciate that. Uh, Eddie, instead of destroying art, could you repurpose? Like City Train, a lot more efficient. I'd Okay, 
<clears throat> we can look at it and we can evaluate. I think we can definitely audit. Uh, I think public transportation might be the easiest thing to audit because we'll look at the tills that's coming out of the buses. We can look at the tills that's coming out of, uh, uh, what do you call those, the micro buses too? Something of the art. Then we have the micro buses, uh, the ones that are like almost call to order. Is that is that about right? Doubt? Yeah, paratransit, I think it's called. Paratransit, okay, thank you. Uh, so we could evaluate that and then we can, you know, figure out, you know, cost of fuel. I'm not sure if they're buying it in bulk. By the way, I'm not sure if they're buying futures. I don't know if they bought futures. I think that's something that should be evaluated. Evaluate uh, salaries as well. And I think you should uh, augment the, sk- the scheduling. Isn't that what they say in London? <laughs> Schedule. Pretty- I think we should, yeah. <laughs> we should We should definitely, definitely, I think, uh, evaluate. You know, the, Somebody would criticize me immediately when I said this. I, th- I think we should look at things in terms of a 24-hour city, right? You don't need that number of buses. You don't need that number. You don't have to have 100% coverage. You got to evaluate population centers and classifications of the types of people who leverage and utilize public transit. One of the other things that's also very interesting is there's only a small number of places where you can see, I, I know what I'm talking about, where you can actually buy monthly passes. Did you know that? Yeah, it's like a few grocery stores. Mm. That's it. And you have to sit there and wait. Trust me, I bought one. I was so excited when the art was uh, first rolled out because I just wanted to see what all the the, the big push was about, and it just kept getting delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed. And I, I bought it the first month when they said it was all uh, going because I just wanted to see, okay, well, we're going to spend $130 million. Let's Let's get on the bus. Get on the bus. There was no getting on the bus. Me and the kids were jumping on, and uh, we didn't no, – no likey. No, no likey the uh, bus. Waited 45 minutes at one place. That's some uh, interesting people. Interesting people didn't feel didn't feel safe, and I'm a big guy. I'm the big guy. All right, Charles checks in. Eddie, why can't proposed soccer stadium bond be a revenue bond as opposed to a general obligation bond? Explain the difference. Hmm. So I'm going to take a guess at this in a stab. So why don't we do that? So I'm going to say that I don't know. Uh, why can't it be? I, I don't know why. Um, so I, I don't know the answer to that. So let's look at the difference between a revenue bond and a general obligation bond out. And then <laughs> I, I can tell you, <laughs> now, why don't you tell me, do you know? It? Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a general obligation bond is floated by a state government or a county government or a municipality. And the, the money that's paid out to the investors who buy that bond, it comes from general revenue. So it's the major okay. tax sources and it is a, uh, firm financial commitment backed by the full faith and credit uh, of that entity, whatever it is, state government, local government, whatever. A revenue bond is based on the stream of revenue that comes in based on that facility. So like a toll road or a stadium that has a, a dedicated stream of revenue only committed to that piece of infrastructure. So the money's paid back to the investors only via the money that comes in through that specific piece of, you know, what, whatever revenue is generated from that mechanism. So basically, from an investor point of view, a general obligation bond is a heck of a lot safer in, safer instrument than a revenue bond because you're sort of betting that this project will be successful and that's how you're going to be repaid. So the onus is on the actual user of whatever that is. Is that correct? So in other words, uh, the revenue bond is considered a loan and the uh, general bond is considered an expense. 
that, is that, is that a better way to phrase that more simply? Yeah, I mean, I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I think Close, it's good. Right? Um, it, it's just a question of how you're, what, what financial flow is repaying the investors? Uh, just as an investor myself, I would be, I, I don't invest in any government bonds at all, but uh, I would be much more interested in getting a, a general obligation bond, bond because it's backed by the full faith and credit and the overall, all the taxes that come into that government entity. Revenue bond, what happens if the toll road doesn't have a lot of customers? What happens mm. if the, the stadium fees or whatever stream of revenue coming in from that, it doesn't turn out to be so spectacular? So uh, if if we did if we did a revenue bond for the New Mexico United Stadium, Eddie, that would be... I, I would. I would prefer that if any bond is done whatsoever. And the reason why is because we would be looking to the team to be able to pay for itself. And the general bond means the public is uh, essentially, you know, absorbing the sunk cost of the stadium, uh, yeah. guaranteeing it. And, it's a and good I point. Think, I mean, so, I, so, so here, wait, let me, let me jump in. I apologize for interrupting you. So, you know, I'm looking at this as you're laying it out and I'm looking at the information in front of me. The gentleman's asking Charles, thank you for the question. Why can't proposed soccer stadium bond be a revenue bond? So it's not. So he knows more about it than we do, as opposed to general obligation bond. So now I'm learning that this is worse than what they're actually talking about. And I think this little small nuance is an important thing to understand uh, for the voters out there, because I think it will increase their level of participation to vote against it once they understand that they want a general obligation mm -hmm. bond as opposed to a revenue bond. Do you, you follow me? You agree? Yeah, I do, and I'll, I'll let Investopedia. Uh, I'll let Investopedia make a better uh, explanation because I'm I'm faltering a little okay. bit. But uh, no, a revenue bond, yeah, uh, repays creditors from an in, from income generated by the project that the bond itself is funding, such as a toll right. road or a bridge. While a revenue bond is backed by a specific revenue stream, so we're talking about income coming into an airport, a toll road, uh, a utility, a, a municipally owned utility, holders of general obligation bonds are relying on the full faith and credit of the issuing municipality. So uh, if we were to do this, Eddie, from a taxpayer point of view, so I'd bad. much rather have it done a, a, as a revenue bond than a general Excuse obligation me. bond. Well, that's an easy question to answer now that we understand everything. So there you go. We all put our heads together. Great question, Charles. It's up. Dave checks in. He says, uh, they're not at all biased. My, uh, my ass. Local <laughs> TV and radio stations are in collusion with Harvey Two-Face Keller because he sounded like an unprepared imbecile when he was debating you. Forget Manny. He's not qualified to be mayor. Well, he can't even qualify to, uh, it's, it, it's sad. Really. I, I don't even want to say his name anymore because we've got to focus on Keller going forward. Uh, Eddie, what about abortion? We're the number one place in the world late term abortion. Did you hear, uh, Glenn Beck this morning by chance? No. Yeah. No, no. Okay, so Glenn Beck, uh, they just sort of made like a cutting remark at New Mexico. It's like, well, at any time you can just go to New Mexico and get an abortion. I was like, what? It, it's like so out there, boarding a plane, getting on a plane, coming over here and getting an abortion. Uh, what could I do about that as a city from the city standpoint, right? I think... Um, I'd have to look into that. I think it would involve real estate, commercial real estate. Uh, I think it would, you want to talk about what's allowable on what type of property, right? I think you can certainly look at that. Okay. So Charles uh, checks back. So uh, I don't know. The answer is, I don't know, but you know, obviously that's a, an important issue uh, to us and family as conservatives. Uh, Eddie Charles said, Oh, so Charles says with revenue bond, the event of default, the, to the tax, the taxpayers are not on the hook. Investors can only look to the property to recoup losses. But still, yep. 
I think that uh, tells us right then and there that that would be perfect. You have to sell off uh, the spaceport. You have to sell off the the train. You have to sell off the stadium, right? I mean, this is exactly why, and we're going to get into more of uh, my answers to Jessica Dyer in the Albuquerque Journal uh, here in a moment. But uh, I think we're seeing exactly why we need a revenue bond and not the other way around. So, all right, let's hit the top of the hour news here in the Kiva. On AM sixteen hundred KIVA, ABQ.fm, RockofTalk.com, Fight4505.com. That's Fight4505.com. Make sure you donate, get involved, volunteer. We want you to see you next week on Thursday. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy. And if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS 188-348. This is Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk. Glad to be here with you to help your business. And right now, businesses are in desperate need of cash flow. Many businesses aren't going to make it through this crisis without a solution. Michael Trujillo has that solution. Host of Your Money Matters, 1130 a.m. on Saturday. Michael, how can you help these businesses get cash flow today? Well, Eddie, all they have to do is pick up the phone, give us a call, and we can help them with that cash flow because we have many different federal programs that businesses can qualify for. But more importantly, we all also have over a hundred lenders on hand ready to go ahead and provide these loans to businesses so that they can continue when we are open again for business. Let's help your small business today, folks. If you own a car dealership, commercial real estate, you have a restaurant, how about a funeral home, software development firms, engineering firm, plumbing and heating, you name it, Michael can help you. 856-1171, or you can email him directly, michael at michaeltrujillo.com. That's michael at michaeltrujillo.com. Sun's up, and we're in the kitchen at Sunny Side Up. Two sides of turkey, sausage, side of over medium eggs, and whole wheat toast. If Sunny Side Up did that in six seconds, imagine what Sunny Side Up will do for you and your friends. Sunny Side Up, Manala, Louisiana, next to the Sheraton. Genesis Communications Network, GCN. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. Louisiana residents are getting restless as more than 900,000 homes and businesses remain in the dark. According to GasBuddy.com, more than half of the gas stations in New Orleans and Baton Rouge are without fuel, causing long lines to form at gas stations as victims of Hurricane Ida rush to fill up their cars and generators. New Orleans Mayor Democrat Latroya Cantrell says slowly but surely, services are being restored to the Big Easy. We saw some critical success on yesterday. Uh, We expect more uh, to come online and gradually uh, throughout the day and, of course, every day uh, making and pushing for significant 
progress. The White House says more than 175 million Americans are now fully vaccinated. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Deb's constipation with belly pain, discomfort, and bloating kept giving her grief. She talked to her doctor to get some relief. Turns out Deb had irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC, which was a start. Saying yes to Linzess helped her do her part. Linzess, or linaclotide, is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. Linzess works differently than laxatives. It lets you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to children less than 6, and it should not be given to children 6 to less than 18. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling. There could be more to your story with IBSC. Talk to a doctor today. Say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-L-I-N-Z-E-S-S. Sponsored by Abbey and Ironwood Pharmaceuticals. At least one student is dead after gunshots rang out at Mount Tabor High School in Winston-Salem, North Carolina on Wednesday. North Carolina Democrat Governor Roy Cooper talks about additional actions that can be taken to protect students and staff. Training school resource officers, making sure that there are more mental health treatment and prevention for students, investing in educators and keeping guns out of school. The student killed was identified as William Chavis Renard Miller Jr. and the gunman was apprehended hours after the shooting. Auctioneers in France are preparing for a Jurassic-sized sale this fall. The skeleton of the world's biggest triceratops will be up for grabs in October and is expected to fetch up to $1.7 million. Known as Big John, the skull measures more than 8 feet long and more than 6 feet wide. USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. As people in the south and east are cleaning up after a hurricane, people in the west are still having to deal with wildfires. The Calder wildfire continues to threaten the resort town of South Lake Tahoe as it burns through the Sierra Nevada mountain range. As of Wednesday afternoon, it was burning through Amador and El Dorado counties in northern California, having scorched more than 240,000 acres. Cal Fire says that the blaze is about 20% contained. Cal Fire spokesman Henry Herrera says that conditions have come together in a perfect storm to create the massive fire. He tells CNBC that the more than 4,000 firefighters battling the blaze are focused on saving lives and communities. Well, our, our number one priority is, is life and, and the health and safety of our firefighters. Our second priority is uh, to save homes, communities, and, and that's what we're focusing on, on the northeast end of the fire around Myers and South Lake Tahoe. We've been building con- containment lines uh, to keep the fire from entering those areas. We were building contingency lines, areas, and in the event that the fire crosses those containment lines. And so far, we've been successful to keep the fire away from, from the communities. From the USA Radio News Ohio Bureau, I'm Dan Naraki. Automaker Ford says its U.S. sales were down by 33% last month. The ongoing global shortage of semiconductor chips is causing major problems in the auto industry. 
Ford's August had an adjusted selling rate of just over 13 million vehicles, the worst pace since June of last year. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Those joints boost your strength because it's official. Nutramedical has released the most exciting, powerful anti-aging supplement on the This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Albuquerque's macro aggression. The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA, BQ.FM, Rock of Talk.com, Rock of Talk.chat as well. If you want to go sign up with. The D-Dowd Muska. Oh, we also have uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV. Download us there. Uh, how about uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, if you want to podcast us. And then you can download our apps, rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. Can't get through to Rudy. Rudy is doing better. Thanks for asking. He's much improved. So uh, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. And I'm um, glad that uh, he is sort of back in the saddle. We just haven't got him fully on board the horse uh, quite yet. So I'm answering questions. Uh, providing some input, and we'll go slow. Uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, upon written notice, uh, uh, Kiva AM will be providing uh, equal time opportunities for our competitors uh, in the Albuquerque mayoral race, and all they have to do is uh, mail that in uh, directly. We'll be um, monitoring other radio stations and other news groups. Uh, they, meaning two elected officials, uh, due to something called the bona fide, uh, do not, do not, are no under obligation as long as they keep it focused on their current jobs as mayor and current job as sheriff uh, to provide that same opportunity to me. Might seem unfair, let it go. Not a big deal. We'll continue to do what we do here, and uh, that's the way the FCC attorney has uh, characterized it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I wish I could uh, do something about it, but uh, unfortunately, I will. I will lose uh, on that. Um, I can solicit funds here on air. Uh, there's nothing illegal about that. Hold on. What's that? Uh, you can go with brother. Puzzle. Okay. So, um, so the long and short of that is we can solicit funds uh, here on air, and you're welcome to go ahead and donate directly at fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com uh, if you want to go ahead and donate to our campaign. I don't have a number because I've been literally inundated uh, with uh, KOB Channel 4 or 7 uh, or 13 or whoever wants to go ahead and jump in and ask me about whether or not I sleep on a futon or a couch or uh, <laughs> last time I showered. So uh, that's kind Still of... Still waiting on those answers. The public wants to know. <laughs> we demand. We demand <laughs> to know where Eddie sleeps. What does he smell like? What is... Uh... Anyway. I don't know that there's anybody more fastidious than I am, by the way, just so you know. Um, Good luck. I mean, I can't. I, literally, if I see a speck of it, when doubt is leaving, when when doubt is leaving the office, I'm straightening out the microphones behind him before he's moved out of <laughs> yes, the seat. Yes, you are. <laughs> it's just something I do. Okay, I've so decided let's get... to find it charming. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Now putting up with me, putting up with uh, with little old me. Um, 
So anyhow, let me say one other thing uh, here. So this was a, a very good thing that was put forth. Uh, I want to read this in entirety. The consensus, Eddie, uh, is that you would have a very difficult time prevailing against uh, KOB TV, KKOB, or any other broadcaster that interviews your opponents on the air about matters like crime and other issues affecting the residents of Albuquerque. They're running for that. Uh, it's really funny. The FCC very liberally construes the notion of exempt news report or news interviews. The FCC attorney reminded me that the FCC has deemed, quote, unquote, exempt from equal opportunities portions of the Howard Stern show in which he interviewed political candidates uh, as well. So there you go. That's where we're at. So we're going to leverage our platform here as much as we possibly can. The uh, best way to help people get to know me a little bit better, come on this platform. We are raising money so we can buy um, ads on other places. And we'll be monitoring that as well because, uh, you know, got to make sure that they're running our ads uh, when we buy them and all that. This is a race about the city of Albuquerque. Okay, so back to the uh, action here. Let me uh, go back and uh, talk about the two questions I've already asked her. What is the biggest issue facing the city today? How would you address it? I said the five C's. Crime, reduce every category, no exceptions. Commerce, grow it, stand behind small businesses, remove art now. COVID, challenge it, hire up an epidemiologist. Corruption, remove it everywhere. City, run it like someone who loves it. Um, what is your strategy for re- reducing violent crime? Yes. All right. You can you can stay right here, or you can hit the door. My son's right next to me, by the way. He's, he's really tiny. Um, all right. What is your strategy for reducing violent crime? What is it, Bastion? What, what do you want to do to reduce violent crime? You don't know? He's not sure, but I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you, Hito. Uh, punish all crime, right? Not just felonies. That's what we're going to do. Then we're going to arrest misdemeanors. What do you think about that? Do you know what a misdemeanor is? Yeah. Well, misdemeanors are like shoplifting. That's stealing. Trespassing, which means going into places we're not supposed to go. Uh, possession. You know what possession is? You're too young to understand that. Thank God. Loitering, right? You're hanging around places like you're kind of doing right now in places that you're not supposed to be. You're kind of loitering in my studio. I don't think he's going to understand that doubt. Uh, and then finally, um, uh, prostitution. No rehabilitation of criminals. Focus on the public. Prosecute. Uh, hit the door. Uh, four, arrest quality of life issues uh, and cite, uh, citations. Camping bag and sanitation and build departments within APD. All right. Strategy for reducing property crime. This is easy. Uh, create property crime departments for residential and commercial. Crime impact detectives are 50% understaffed. Think about that for a sec. That is low. You can't reduce crime if all these different departments are, are have that much understaffed. Need 100% staffed. Get citizens to call 911. Calls are down. Crime is up. Why is that happening? I mean, it's like one of the most obvious things that there is. People are not calling 911. Why? Because they know that the police aren't uh, staffed enough to do anything about it. You're actually hurting the issue, hurting uh, the issue. You're, you're preventing it from becoming better. Four, support APD officers, bolster with increased reporting staff. I think that's very, very important. You know, make uh, light work. And five, auto theft division improved because they got resource. I literally put that on there. So that's exactly what happened. All right. Finally, uh, this is uh, question numero cuatro. APD continues operating a U.S. Department of Justice settlement agreement that outlines reforms, policy changes, and mandatory training that police need to complete over several years. Should the city continue with that agreement or try to modify it? If so, how should the city try to modify it? I want you to listen carefully here because this is really important for all of us. Okay, 
the, the agreement itself cannot be modified. It has to stay exactly how it is. The question actually creates a problem for the reporter in asking it because it's a trick question. It can't be changed. Okay, period. It's in federal court. Number two, it's in federal reform is in federal court. Three, guess what? Something that isn't often mentioned. The city of Albuquerque itself is the actual plaintiff. And it's actually a party to the consent decree itself. So you say, oh, well, we can change it. We're going to modify it. We're gonna, you can't do any of this stuff. Here's what you can do, okay? You can engage the Department of Justice every single day, right? You can call James and say, hey, well, hey, what's up, bro? Uh, we take the cuffs off. We need to work better. What do we need to do to get, a, you know, just a little bit more, uh, a little bit of improvement and, you know, a little less, uh, you know, you guys are a little bit too tight on us. Accelerate compliance. What happens when you accelerate compliance? You improve and you have less restrictions. Fight them, right? What's happening right now with the city of Albuquerque, Mayor Keller? Is Mayor Keller fighting them on any of this stuff? No, he's not. He's just like, well, here it is. We don't have to do it. No, you don't have to accept everything that they give you. Get to the table. Let's have a call. Let's negotiate it. Let's fight on behalf of our police officers. Let's fight on behalf of our city to make sure that our police officers can have as much leeway as we like even one one little tad bit can make the difference between i don't know somebody uh, uh prevent somebody from being robbed shot etc okay uh how about improving the morale of officers okay support them it's in our control meaning we can adapt we can control what we can control and then if there's things that we can't control that's it all right now finally i think this is also a bit of a trick question and you know you always get skewed questions with the media uh, <clears throat> about 31% of all the city, all these are 50 words, by the way, uh, about 31% of the city's general fund spending currently goes to the police department. Is that the right amount? If not, should it be higher or lower and why? It, this is a ridiculous question. I, I couldn't even believe I was reading this. I'm like, this means nothing to me. Here's a question about nothing as far as I'm concerned. Nobody's going to look at a budget. It's like, I have X amount, and I'm going to reserve 31% for this. No, I think I'm going to go with 35. <laughs> now, what do you think? What do you think, Stan? Uh, we're going to do 25. Like, okay, you're all wrong. Well, how does anybody even know that they're right or wrong on any of this stuff? How about actually understand what's happening? What was Tim Keller's job prior to him being mayor? Does anybody remember? Anyone? Bueller, Bueller? Yep. Uh, the auditor. He was the auditor of the state of New Mexico and not a very good one. Cheryl Williams Stapleton. Not a very good one. <laughs> Tim Keller. <laughs> this is, that's, that's just like money just coming out of his mouth. He's like, oh, it's more, more money. We're just spitting out money. Okay. Tim Keller didn't audit any of this stuff. Worse yet, he didn't actually audit any, going anything in. But we do know that Tim Keller jacked up the taxes. He walked right in and was like, well, we're going to give everybody a, a, a giant tax increase because we need to pay people like okay wow that's smart how about uh trying to figure out what we need to pay for before we decide to raise money to pay for it are we just generating money uh because you feel like it's a good thing to do and you're too lazy to do your job yes that was the case state auditor should have came in and requested immediately back to the question about 31 percent of the city's general fund spending currently goes to police department is that the right amount <laughs> i don't know Stand 40%, what do you think? If not, should it be higher or lower? Number one, my answer is, audit impact of current amount being spent on the Albuquerque Police Department. That's a job. 
That's an evaluative period. We can extrapolate after an audit of three months of meticulous note-taking, uh, making sure that everything is logged and put in there, and we see, okay, what are we going to do from this point? Let's extrapolate three months. Uh, let's run that over four years, five years. So we can go ahead and improve, and then we can forecast and project. So audit the impact of the current amount being spent by ABD. Are we using too much, too little? Forensic accounting of what officers do. What does that mean? Spending time with the officer. They have eight hours a day, 12 hours, you know, shift, whatever they happen to have, okay, depending upon the officer and what they're doing. You need to know how they're utilizing that part if you're looking at them as a pie chart. Are they spending 60% of that uh, fighting crime, 20% of that fighting crime, 30% of that internal affairs? We don't know. There's no idea. So let's look at that first and foremost. We can do that over a period of three months very quickly. Number two, determine how to resource units within APD. If we know that they're short, we add more. <laughs> we determine that there's too much, we take away. I mean, this is really simple, folks. It's just a matter of caring a little bit, paying attention, and saying, oh, we've got an audit department. Three, spread overtime pool across officers. This is critical. I've already been criticized for this. Oh, you remove overtime. What did Tim Keller say? Look, Tim Keller doesn't work. He doesn't even understand overtime. I doubt he's put in full-time at this point, okay? And by the way, Tim, you're welcome to go ahead and come on my radio station, and uh, they're your airwaves, too. They're everybody's airwaves. They're the FCC airwaves, okay? You could spread that entire pool of about $18 million and roll it across 870 officers, which is about where we're at right now. 90 of them have, re have retired no longer there. And you can say, bingo, here's uh, $18,000 to $20,000 that you get to have, ladies and gentlemen, there it is, our police officers, make sure that they're well paid, okay? Now, before we get too crazy on all this, okay, there's there's going to be some, some, some strings attached. You know, you think about uh, what are officers getting paid in year one to four, 29 bucks, okay? And then you just start staging it from there. You know, 31, 31, 50, that's not enough. I'm sorry. You've got to make these officers who are spending more than five years more than 10 years, more than 15 years of time logged with the police officers, and you give these guys a $5 boost over essentially a buck a year all the way through, and that's the way to look at this, but they don't get it until they achieve that five. You're going to be staging that officer pay, and you're going to increase longevity plus camaraderie, camaraderie and engaging people on a crime level as in crime is all of our jobs, okay? Unscheduled overtime, meaning we don't know. I don't know if I'm going to be working, but I've got my car. I'm at the ready, you know, sort of like pagers and beepers and telephones and all the walkie-talkies go off. Unscheduled overtime, hey, you're in that unit. X amount of time spent on crime, well, it doesn't matter. Crime is still going up in that area. You're responsible for that area along with your other teammates, your officers, and let's attack crime in that area. And here's the other thing. If those guys reduce crime in that area and they work as a team, and we're, made, we're ensured that we're adequately staffed, and crime starts coming down, well, guess what? They're not working as hard. <laughs> and those police officers are actually working in that entire area. They know the area. And you're not creating beat cops. You want to insult a police officer, in my opinion? Call them a beat cop. Do you know police officers? Do you think police officers are really cool? It's like, hey, you know what? I really like Tim Keller's idea. He's going to put me on the corner, and I'm going to be a beat cop. Those officers like, get the hell out of here, Tim. What the hell are you talking about? I, I have no interest in being a beat cop. What are you talking about? I'm not sitting around uh, twirling sticks and hanging out. Of 
Hey, how's it going there, Jim? No one is interested in that. We're interested in like being called to the crime when it happens and, you know, checking things out, strolling through the neighborhood, do a little cruise here and there just to make sure you know that they know that you know that we are there, that we know that you know that they're there, right? I mean, you know, that's kind of how the whole thing kind of plays out. Really important that everybody knows that we're there. They're there. Criminals, police, everybody. All the time. Very important as far as I'm concerned for that overtime pay. So when there's the oversimplification that it's going to create chaos, well, maybe Tim Keller should spend a bit more time understanding how the police department works. Otherwise, he wouldn't have lost a chief, created another chief, and still had even more problems than the previous administration. I mean, if you're comparing apples to apples, current mayor to previous mayor, it's pretty easy to say, like, besides the marketing, Tim Keller sucks. (laughs) He really does. I mean, Mayor Barry was bad, but Tim Tim Keller sucks. I mean, just just put that as a you know nice little whatever T-shirt you want to want to run around at the New Mexico. Tim Keller sucks. I don't know. It's terrible. The city is in bad shape and getting worse with morale not so high. I'm like, well, I'm going to go with this other guy. Yeah, the other guy is like you're literally getting schooled. That's all I'm going to call him right now. I don't even. But by Tim Keller, by just ramming him and 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 the guy is still begging for money now he's going to go to the supreme court to stay in new mexico to beg for it can you look up when that's going to be by the way i'm actually interested all right so there you go three spread over time pull across all officers uh number four we are top heavy make cuts the brass too much brass right really guys uh, too many chiefs is that somehow offensive to somebody probably is i don't care Five, what else are we supposed to, you know, when, if you ever have these guys uh, run around and say, hey, what's up, chief? <laughs> <laughs> you know somebody like that who says that? I'd like to know. Anybody, you want to share? Can you share? Do you, do you know? Do you know? I feel like Mars Blackman. You remember, Mar- you know oh, who Mars yeah. Blackman is? Oh, you know, yeah. You know, you know, Spike you know, Lee. Yeah. Spike Lee. You know, and he'd stick his little head inside the camera and be giant with those glasses. You know, you know, you know. All right, so again, the question is about 31% of all cities' general fund spending currently goes to the police department. Is that the right amount? If not, should it be higher and lower, and why? Notice I don't actually answer the question. Are you aware that I'm not answering the question because I don't like the question? Because my answer on number five says, what else are we supposed to spend money on right now? (laughs) (laughs) At this rate, with as bad as crime is, I mean, you almost feel like it should be 100%. Because the city crime rate sucks. Oh, we've got an election. We've improved forty six percent over four years. Oh, okay. <laughs> Elect him. Why didn't they why didn't they just say at the very top of that article, and the journal should be embarrassed of itself for printing that article, uh Mayor Tim Keller says, uh elect Tim Keller, car theft down forty six percent. That that's what it should have said, because that's exactly what that was. All right, uh finally. Uh, number six, with more police officers nationwide leaving the profession, what would you do to retain Albuquerque Police Department officers? Ooh, this is a good one. This is a good one. Okay. I don't know. What did I do to retain you, Dowd? I don't even know. Anything? Uh, <laughs> uh, tremendous uh, editorial freedom. <laughs> freedom. <laughs> do our police officers have freedom? No. They have to think about the Department of Justice, right? There's nothing we can do about that, so we got to shut up about it. 
So with more police officers nationwide leaving the profession, what would you do to, re- to retain Albuquerque Police Department officers? How about stop blaming the damn national trend? Let's start there. Huh? Everything's a national trend. Like, we don't have any. We have no idea. Police officers are just quitting randomly. I have no clue. Can't imagine I'm just why. the mayor. It's not my fault. They're doing it in Chicago. Doing it. It's like, shut up, Tim Keller. Stop talking like that. Okay? This is your problem. You've got to do something about it. You don't want to do anything about it, it seems like. They're like, oh, we're good with them retiring. I'm going to go to a heavy metal concert. Totally awesome. Uh, number two, 90 plus APD officers have left. Let's state the obvious and let's actually put pen to paper and talk about how bad the problem. When 10%, 10% of the Albuquerque Police Department is retiring, no bueno. Right? No bueno. That's really bad. Tim Keller, that's on Tim Keller's watch. What did Tim Keller promise when he came into office? 1,000 police officers, did he not? At least, I think, what, 1,200? I think, did he go as high as 1,200? You know the you know the quote that I want to do. I just, I like it saying, Hundy. We'll be up by Monday. Uh, officers buying out to retire because they aren't supported. Can you imagine a job so bad, a vocation that you've wanted your entire life, and you, just, uh, you want to do it anywhere else just so you don't have to do it in the city of Albuquerque? Or just getting out and retiring because you'd rather have no purpose than the purpose that the city of Albuquerque is giving you. That's what's happening to our police department. That's on Tim Keller's watch. That's what Tim Keller is responsible for. That's entirely Tim Keller's fault. I'm going to talk about what he's killing. He's killing off our police force single-handedly. I can't breathe. I can't breathe. You want to you hear something? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send it to myself and then I'm going to play it. I'm going to play, play that thing for Tim Keller. Uh, one, the I can't breathe, and two, his negotiation with uh, Black Lives Matter, which was anything but a negotiation. I mean, what a softy. Number four, no settlement policy with legal claims from criminals. Zero, as in, as in never. Mayor Marty did it. You guys loved him for that. Isn't Marty always the mayor? They couldn't even sue the city because Marty Chavez is like, no, hell no. Hell to the no. We ain't doing this stuff. You aren't going to come and get free money. This isn't going to work. Tim Keller's like, well, we'll settle. Get it done. Mayor Barry will settle. We'll settle. I mean, Mayor Better, Mayor Barry couldn't couldn't settle as many, couldn't settle fast enough, right? I'll settle as long as you guys don't say two words about it and you guys are out of here, right? I mean, it's like, woo, someone's bringing a lawsuit. I don't want my name being run through the newspaper and it didn't help him at all anyway. People like people with backbone, right? Stand up to it. All right. No settlement policy with legal claims from criminals. And number five, <clears throat> talked about it already. Spread over time and pull across all the officers. Stop making them compete for that. These poor officers. We love our blue, right? We love our blue. These guys are these guys are the best, right? They do everything uh, they can. Go ahead and keep you safe, and they do a hell of a lot more if we if. <laughs> The policies let them, and if they didn't have to write a 13-page report every single time, they caught uh, Jack for the fourth time uh, stepping into the children's aisle to pick up a set of Hot Wheels. You know, they like they don't want to go ahead and and write those reports. Twenty thousand dollars to each officer day one. Bingo. But you're just trying to buy votes. No, I'm just trying to get rid of the overtime pool because I, I I think it sucks. Ask any officer. They're just like, no, they don't want to. They like their little, you know, bennies that they get in there, but we need to flatten that stuff out, make sure that they're going to get it, and incentivize them by making them a team within the neighborhoods and where they're going. Let them get to know those places, work those places, be responsible for those places. 
You ever see that? Uh, that's this. You saw the latest Spider-Man. Dow, did you ever watch that? You know, Spider-Man's dad's a cop, you know, and he like was strolling through the neighborhood in his cop car, mm-hmm. and he told everyone knew who the cop was, oh. and then everybody knew the, you know, that was his dad, and then you know he's on his little walkie-talkie, and he's like saying anything. Like we want that level of familiarity with our police of course, officers of in a certain neighborhood. Like so certain people know the certain types of homeless people that are there in their neighborhood. Don't you want to know which units are there in your neighborhood who are cracking down on crime? We're going to heavily staff those that need to be doing it. Number of calls, 911 calls based upon particular area. Like this is math, folks. It is math. It's not political. We've got to staff those uh, places right. And and you guys pay a lot of money. You guys want to live in a safe city. You have to care about it. And people are driving home. Whoa, that's a bad area of town. I'm just going to ignore it. Then you're like, whoa, that's a bad area of town. But I'm just going to ignore that area, too. Before you know it, it's like, oh, I just left my house. Uh, I'm now in a bad area of town. It's like the whole entire area is now becoming a giant bad area of town because you didn't take care of where it was originally a bad area of town. So now we got to sort of push them back, push them back way back, right? You got to keep pushing and pushing and pushing. And so it's like, well, there's no bad areas of town. Everything is uh, on the attack. Our police uh, force is aware of where, you know, there's certain some elements. But uh, by and large, where we call 911, we want to help the, the police officers. Uh, we carry our guns, uh, you know, because uh, we want to exercise our Second Amendment right. Uh, but New Mexico, or excuse me, Albuquerque is a pretty safe city. Like, don't we want to get back to that? I think we do. How do we do that? Cooperation. Everybody's free core because we want to lower crime. We want to pick up our phones, take pictures, send it in. I mean, have you ever heard, like, uh, you know, the television station? Or, did my voice just crack? Uh, on uh, You like... <laughs> Have you ever heard? Uh, so you were literally like going to four, seven, and thirteen. I'm trying to make this this level of mumbo jumbo somewhat entertaining. Doubt. So you know, I'll fill in on myself if you don't mind. So just kind of jump in because this is really dry stuff. Running the city is not sexy. Yeah, I tell you that. Well, and the person who's running it. Well, I'm gonna. You you know where I'm going with that. So <clears throat> so I'll just leave it there. Um, <clears throat> the stuff is dry. Everybody wants to talk about the event. It's easy to talk about crime. It's easy to talk about, well, the stadium. It's easy to talk about art. It's easy to, you're for or against it. Here's why, right? I mean, you can do that, all that kind of stuff. But you're really kind of getting to it. It's like, this isn't exciting stuff. Like, how do you stay interested in this thing? How are you interested in this job? I'm interested. I got to tell you, I love the way things work, you know? As Metropolis run, how does, uh, you know, the Republic, you look at uh, the philosophers, like, what makes the you know, things work? How do people interact with each other? You have to sort of take a philosophical angle on all this. And what you find is that, well, Tim himself is not very interested. Tim is so bored with the job. Tim Keller, Tim Keller, come back, Keller. He's not coming back. Because let me tell you, he's done a bad job. And he was walking through the streets, and he was more excited to be a community organizer. That's what he was interested in. Oh, I can't breathe. He was more interested in that than becoming a mayor. When he was that, you can't get political. I mean, I don't care if it's, you know, if Alex Jones is going to ru- uh, run through the middle of the streets, okay, uh, the city of Albuquerque, just, and let's just, let's just do this, okay? But like, how many protests, Dowd, have I showed up to? Hmm. Is that, is that the right number? <laughs> Three. Three. Few. Three protests. I can tell you if Alex Jones came to the city of Albuquerque, and he wanted to march up and down. I'm not going to march up and down with Alex Jones. I'm sorry. I could uh, make him the very first person I put on the radio station. Uh, I could 
certainly put him on the radio station, have him on there. Um, I could certainly make a phone call and say, hey, Alex, uh, keep it cool. Thanks for coming to the place. And, uh, you know, your boys are here, and I'm sure you guys are going to have a good time, but keep it clean. We're going to police that just like we're going to police Antifa, right? And, by the way, there's a huge difference because Antifa are militant, violent, you know, tear everything up. I, we've seen what's uh, done with Black Lives Matter as well. Like, like no respect whatsoever. You know, by and large, you know, Alex Jones guys are, you know, pretty, pretty law-abiding. I'm not going to participate in any of that. And the point being is there should not be a mayor who's running an agenda driven from a political angle. Cause then eventually you have to basically represent all the people. And I think that that's very, very key. You don't want to be, you know, ideologically aligned one way or the other. And many people are going to try and can me in that way and say, Oh, he's, he's Republican. He's a radical, he's a radical, you know, white supremacist or something. They'll try to say <laughs> stuff like that. Like what? What are you talking about? I'm Hispanic, white. All right, um, there you go. All right, uh, we're gonna check on weather and traffic. Is Rudy there? Rudy's still not there. I mean, Rudy, it's on. There it is. Get some re- get some rest, buddy. Take some take some time. All right. Uh, so we're not checking on weather and traffic. Let's check it. Murder Mike, you're welcome to go ahead and call in now. If you want to go and do it? He hates hitting on uh, staying on hold for for too long. And we're going to check out back after a uh, quick break uh, right here in the Kiva on AM1600KIVABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Yep, we're doing our little mayoral dance here. You're welcome to join in. Our competitors are welcome to the equal time. All they have to do is uh, lick that stamp, put it on that envelope, lick that envelope, stick it in, and tell us when they want to be on. 534, back and forth. Little eagles for you. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Albuquerque-based Pluma Construction Systems provides a full suite of commercial construction services and residential remodeling. Pluma Construction is a service-disabled, veteran-owned small business. Visionary Tony Robbins said, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. Whether you are training to run a marathon, starting a new business, or training soldiers, you need to be committed to making that vision a reality. Set clear goals. Be determined and purposeful in achieving them. Back it all up with unshakable self-confidence. If you radiate enthusiasm and are truly excited about what you're doing, people will be naturally drawn to you. The other final ingredient is humility. Proverbs 16.9 says, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. In the grand plan of life, if you are spiritually grounded, you will have success because you know who you are and that there is a God and you are not Him. This Leadership Minute was brought to you by Pluma Construction Systems. To discuss your construction project, call 505-345-0755 or visit plucys.com. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com.
Maintaining your cutting equipment is essential to the longevity of your tools and the quality of your product. Whether you're a woodworking professional, metalworking professional, hobbyist, or you just need a new edge on your kitchen knives or gardening tools, trust the sharpening experts at Precision Sharpening to help keep your tools in excellent condition. 884-8229. 884-8229. Don't get caught unprepared to defend yourself. I'm Keith Cope with VigilantFirearms.com. We provide calm, safe, and effective training for concealed carry or any other gun training classes. VigilantFirearms.com, 312-0065. 312-0065. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot. The Mortgage Guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness Commercial Real Estate. Are you currently leasing but have always wanted to own a building? Looking to take advantage of all-time historically low interest rates? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. Alarms are ignored, kill switches are easily detected and reconnected, RFIDs are hacked using a basic code grabber, and GPS tracking systems, well, they're good at locating your vehicle after it's been taken. Give us a call, 505-550-4994. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. children at my feet uh, right here <laughs> all that stuff uh murder mike is also here we'll check on that i'm gonna read your texts i can read texts uh by the way if one of uh my competitors comes in and they start getting a bunch of texts they want to read their texts guess what they get to do that too so that's pretty cool but they don't have as cool numbers as i do I've got the five line you get the five line the five line all the time right here in the queue we got uh, murder mike murder mike how are you sir I'm doing pretty good there, Eddie. I, I got a new nickname for you, Eddie Machete, because you uh, cut through all the BS and, and get right down to the point. How's that sound? <laughs> wouldn't it be ironic? If no? that's, it, wouldn't that be ironic if that's the way I was finally taken out of this world? Not impossible. You know, the irony is never lost on me, and I can't tell you the endless number of stories. So you got to be careful about your nickname. And if irony is following around with you with that nickname. Uh, trust me, it becomes uh, you become uh, you become more infamous. I think that's the the way to think about that. So it's a neat nickname. It certainly sounds uh, cool. Yeah, Actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, you got to be careful how you say that. So and you got to. I have to let you say the entire word because if you're just saying one part of the word and I cut off the first part of the word, then that's not uh, uh, able to be broadcast over FCC airwaves. Oh, yeah, murder I appreciate that. Well, if that's ironic, I wonder what's going to happen with Murder Mike. Do I have people like that going now? Or? <laughs> this is what I love about you. Is it, I don't know. Sometimes I think it's going to come slow, and then you're just – there comes the burner, man. You know, you just – you spit out hot fire. That's just what you do. Uh, it's amazing. It's just – Drive down the street, take one in the head. There you go. It's ran- okay. It is random. There's no doubt it's random. So go ahead. Okay, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to break, we're going to start with breaking news that happened earlier today about 12.04 p.m. when officers were dispatched to Sandia High School, and that's at Candelaria in Pennsylvania, reference a possible active shooter on the campus. 
The school was immediately put on lockdown while officers investigated and cleared the school. A scene was located on the west side of the school and on Pennsylvania, just north of Candelaria. He found some shell casings in the street. Turns out that maybe the shooting was in the neighborhood, just in the immediate area of the school and not actually at the school because there was no injuries. No injuries were reported. The school was cleared and with no shooter located on the school grounds. The scene was secured on the Pennsylvania and the investigation is ongoing. There was one, possibly two suspects identified as possible shooters at the Pennsylvania scene. One had a listed address of 9,000 Veranda Northeast. The suspect's vehicle was located in seal pending a CSI, and it's unknown if the suspect was located. Okay, and then, uh, <laughs> I don't know if this is related or not. About five minutes later, a shooting victim was dropped off at UNMH by private conveyance. He was described as an adult male suffering from multiple uh, gunshot wounds. He's in stable condition with non-life-threatening injuries. Now, this all came out of the same uh, district, uh, 400 uh, unit, Northeast Heights units. So it's possibly related, but it's unclear. So I can't say it is. I can't say it is. It's just coincidental. And then uh, <laughs> 242, aggravated assault. Two Hispanic male adults were observed assaulting a juvenile with baseball bats at the corner of Indian School and Washington. The offenders were last seen in the maroon vehicle leaving the scene in an unknown direction of travel. No word on the victim or his condition. And then there was a suspicious death at 3.30 p.m. when AFR and APD responded to the St. Anthony Apartments, that's at 12th and Indian School, referenced an adult male who was in the rear of the complex who was uh, deceased. What? Officers no, whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, okay, so they were called the 12th and Indian School. That's down in the, is that Sawmill area? Isn't that Sawmill? Uh, well, it's right, up, right, right there by the job court. Well, that, that doesn't help me. <laughs> uh, oh, Saw, okay. Sawmill yeah. District. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to get the neighborhood, 12th and, and Central. Let me look that up uh, very quickly. 12th and Central, Saw, Sawmill, pretty close to it. Close to Indian School, that'd be where, you know, Indian mm-hmm. School turns into Manal. Yeah, precisely. Yeah. That's by the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center, 12th and Indian School. Okay. Yeah. Right, and right. It, it would be uh, yeah. north of the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center, about another mile. Job Corps. Okay, so they found a deceased individual where exactly? I mean, that's a uh, he was, decent area, but boy, in yeah. the sawmill well, the area. St. Anthony yeah. Apartments, is, the St. Anthony Apartments are are kind of a a war zone in them in within itself. It's not no, the they're not. Place. No, they're not, Mike. I'm sorry, uh, I, I don't I don't agree with that at all. I don't think that that area is very good. They've done a lot. Oh, in it's, the, a, it's a nice area. It just is one of particular apartment complexes is plagued with a lot of problems. So, you know, it's uh Okay, well, generally but, you I would mean, know, but I, I don't remember talking about at any... No, I'm looking at the aerial and the street views and the office area. I, this is rare. Okay, so where exactly did they find... Where exactly did they find the body, Mike? Uh, he was leaning against the fence that uh, borders the St. Anthony Apartments and the Job Corps. Okay. If I can find this real quick for um, St... Uh, Dad, can you look this up as well? Um, yeah, I'm having a tough time finding this location. Yeah, I, I, got, I got it. I'm, I'm Catholic, too. Yeah. So, uh, can you tell me, let's see, what condition uh, or how, how he died? Or is it, I mean, obviously there's no well, exposure uh, right now. Well, they're investigating so. that. Uh, 
there was some, he was bleeding from the head, but there was no other obvious signs of trauma. So they were going to be pending an OMI investigation. You just, on he that. just randomly started bleeding from the head? Are, are we afraid to call well, this a murder? Well, he was bleeding against the fence. He was leaning against the fence and he was bleeding from the head. Okay, so I'm That's calling I'm, I'm, I'm calling this a murder. Uh, it could be, yeah. Uh, it's hard to say. <laughs> he could have uh, he could have drank himself to death and fallen down and hit his head. You know, it's, you can't say until OMI really finishes its investigation. Well, anyway. So it's hard to say what it, is, what it was. But, fell down, hit his know. head, leaning against the fence, and deceased. That's very sad. That's awful. My gosh, yeah, uh, terrible. So right there by the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center, great area, uh, really, really good area. That place has improved tremendously. I think it's become, uh, you know, it's one of the places uh, that a, a lot of people frequent now. Uh, and it's, that's nice to see, I should say. Unfortunately, when you get off on Rio Grande, there's a lot of homeless uh, that are right there. They're, 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 I almost feel like they're cycling on some sort of schedule, like some sort of uh, schedule out there. So little weird but well uh, i'm gonna hang i'm gonna hang with some homeless people sometime and, and spend about three or four days being homeless seeing what it's like because you know i drive the streets a lot covering breaking news mm-hmm. and i've noticed like the art buses and the buses running up and down central whether it's eight o'clock in the evening or 11 o'clock at night yeah. they're empty i mean you got three buses going the same direction and every one of them is empty in both directions uh what's wrong with this picture you know but that that's for another that's for another day. Okay. Statistics wise, for yes, last sir. night we had two we had two simple assaults, three aggravated assaults. That's with a weapon, making a total of five assaults for last night. Right. Domestic disputes, we had eight. Okay. There was thirteen shots fired calls. Residential burglary, three, and that included one that was a home invasion where the. Oh. Burglars were breaking into a occupied dwelling. They locked themselves upstairs and called the police. I think that's the worst. I think that is exactly, if there's one reason to get more officers in neighborhoods or more of one of the things I'm going to propose, I'm not going to let that out until the very end. I, I think one of the reasons why you need to have more neighborhood patrols, it's that random act of violence that happens, a home invasion. I think it, I think that's that's, that's the one thing I think that every single person out there hears and they're like uh, that's the worst crime that, that 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 you can think of because you're not exactly sure what's going on you know it's like the, the most horror movies are made out of that so okay anything else any other stats yeah how would you like to be you know three o'clock in the morning at home in bed with your wife and kids and everything like that and all of a sudden you hear somebody breaking the front door down and you look downstairs and you see three guys armed with uh, Uzis or whatever you know it's that could be pretty scary. Yeah, that would be very uh, scary. I'll to those quick. Uh, any other numbers uh, one, from last night? One commercial uh, one commercial burglary, two intoxicated persons, three drug overdoses. One of them was unconscious, not breathing, or a nine echo. Four suicide calls for service, and uh, six just general disturbances. So okay. that's a little bit of the 411 and the 505 from last night and today. Okay. I appreciate it, uh, Mike. Uh, uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Um, Dowd, was that better or worse than yesterday? Do you happen to know? Do you know? Do you know? Uh, it's definitely better, I think, in pretty much every category, Eddie. Um, and okay. I, I, I think you're absolutely right. And I think I'm really – I haven't said this to Mike yet, but if you're still listening, Mike, the awesome. residential and the commercial burglary data, which is something that he's been bringing to us uh, more recently, really maybe within the last only week or two, um, you know, a lot, a lot of us who 
live kind of clean and aren't going to be passed out drunk and we're not going to stab someone or not going to get stabbed by someone. It's we're distressed by these violent crimes in the city, but we don't relate to them, as you said, Eddie, in the way that your your own your, a man's home is his castle being invaded by that or a store owner being burglarized. So I'm uh, two big thumbs up for Mike for including that category, which I think is more relevant to a broader audience. So uh, I, I thank Mike for including that stat and we're, we should keep reporting it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and people should keep calling it. If you see something, say something, call 911. Please do that. All right, Murder Mike says he's listening. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, UNM students, faculty, and staff meet with others who want to push back against the mandates at the Duck Pond. That's Friday, September 3rd, 9 to 11 a.m. Uh, 9 to 11 a.m. Uh, no shot spotter. Eddie, no shot spotter. Yes. Are they telling me you don't want a shot? I don't want a shot spotter. Boy, we're spending all this money on it for no reason. What, one and a half, two million? Just, just put 10 murder mics out there, and then we'll just, you know. Seriously. <laughs> I'm telling Even you three or four would be enough. Yeah. Uh, okay. Here we go. Blue team, the use of force investigation tool needs to be reevaluated. It is a horrible system that takes up way too much time for the use of force in investigations. Okay. So the use of force investigation tool, blue team, needs to be reevaluated. It's a horrible system. Too much time for the use of force investigation. It's like the rail runner, but for investigating the use of force. Uh, certain people in the department have in invested way too much time and money into this black hole of a system. It takes an investigation that could take 30 minutes to do, and it turns it into an investigation that takes hours upon hours to do. Yeah, see, see, this is why we need forensic um, evaluation of what's happening, and that's really important. <clears throat> All right. I'm one of the guys that just retired because I couldn't take it anymore, Eddie. If I felt like the city and my leaders in the department would actually back me and not throw me under the bus, if it was recognized it was politically expedient, I would have stayed. For blue team, I spent 11 hours of a 12-hour shift to determine that we didn't actually have a use of force, all because of how convoluted blue team is. All right, we got to get what this blue team is. Jot that down, Dowd. Uh, tell it. me whatever blue team is. You're thinking, uh, Eddie, of an area further south. St. Anthony apartments are a huge problem area for APD. Okay, it's low-income apartments. So it would be Section 8, Section 8 apartments. Um, okay, thank you. Murder Mike, I know you're not there, but thank you. Uh, a lot of homeless people hang out and camp on the north side of those of the freeway on the south side of those apartments. There is an alley there. Man, we're getting great info. Great, 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 great info. Thank you for texting all. And you know, everybody just right now just got way smarter. Did you see that? Everybody's like, oh yeah, I know that. Done. And we know where we're going, where it's at. We, you know, we can see that. That's that's great stuff. Okay, that that that. Blue team is not the death. Uh, Eddie, I think I'm going to run for county sheriff. Let's jail these folks. There we go. Hey. Wow. 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 Wowie. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I hate for it. I really do. I, I hate every, I, the opening scene, and then that's it. You know? <laughs> I'm going to America. They're like, that's where it stops. It's such a stupid movie. I don't know. I, I, I think it's so incredibly stupid. And I, and I, can I just, I'm venting for a second. I hate Sacha Baron Cohen. I hate him. You know, the whole thing where he was, you know, the, the Trump thing. And then, you know, he's pooping on Trump's building. I just, oh, just disgusting. Uh, he, he's gone full woke Eddie. And, and although I will oh, suggest, awful. 
that the meeting he had with the feminists, the four angry feminists as Borat, is one of the greatest pieces of comedy uh, ever done, where they start to walk away from him. They're so angry they can't even sit next to him. Very No, no, woman woman brain is like squirrel brain, small brain. No, 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 no. <laughs> Awful. Just uh, absolutely terrible. Uh, Eddie, no shot spotter in the Northeast Heights. Okay. I didn't know that. Is that true? That's uh, put a question mark on on that. Uh, you're welcome to call in 550-5500. Yes, <clears throat> I realize. I, I feel like th- this is what uh, city council is going to sound like, right? Long pauses and you're waiting. Yeah. <laughs> Speak louder, please. Hi, I'm Velma, and I live in the Northeast Heights, and we don't have police officers. Speak up, please. What's going on, Velma? Let's go, shake it out. You don't have to be be afraid. I don't know where I got Velma from. I don't think Velma lives in the Northeast Heights, do you? No. What are you saying, Eddie? I had a cousin, and her name was Velma. She was cool. She had the crazy eyebrows. Oh, let's see. Mm-mm. Okay. <clears throat> Eddie, a friend that works at New Mexico Hospital, we will lose all kinds of people to this type of thing. I'm going to call and someone mentioned that Texas hospitals are using the vaccine mandate to recruit New Mexico nurses. Come to Texas and you won't have to get the shot. Wow. Wow. Yeah, right? <sighs> Boom. Yep. Eddie, Eddie the machete. Da, 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 da. Sounds like a, a sort of like a, a funny, funny dance song. A Latin dance song, Eddie the Machete. Eddie, can you post a link to today's show? My son is a police officer, and I'm also, and I want to send it to all my cop buddies. Thank you. Keep the 505 safe. All right, 5for505.com. Absolutely, we'll do that. Um, I'll get it out. Uh, let's see. Eddie, you're so right. I'm going to go home and plug your fundraiser, 100 bucks, and drink a beer to Eddie Ericon. <laughs> Wow. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> That's really nice. I am allowed to raise funds on here, by the way. Uh, equal time afforded to uh, our competitors uh, in all of this uh, as well. All right. Let's, uh, let's continue. Uh, question for the air, Eddie. <laughs> That's when you come in with a question, you should preface everything. Question for the air. No question for the air. That's good. Uh, Albuquerque Mayor Tim Keller has added his name to a Welcome to Albuquerque sign on answer. Seen when entering Albuquerque from Rio Rancho. Will you put your name on the sign or replace it with something less egotistical like established in 1707? I will definitely not be putting my name on any signs. Seriously, like if it's the Department of Planning, it'll be the director of Department of Planning. You know, we'll be doing this. Like, contact them. Please do not put my name on any anything. I'm, I'm, ju- I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I don't need name recognition. So uh, the answer would be uh, no. Yeah, no. No on that. A definitive no. No no name on anything. My uncle Johnny, uh, we called him Johnny Five. He used to do these really funny things. And everywhere he went, he had, you know, cans of Krylon paint. <laughs> <laughs> Have I told you the story about my well, uncle Where Johnny? are we going with this? <laughs> <laughs> so you, my uncle Johnny is a very funny uh, kind of guy, but he's, you know, he loved his old Milwaukee. He loved his you know, the guy worked hard. He played hard. You know, he liked to do what he liked to do. And uh, he'd have Krylon paint everywhere he goes. He'd get those big uh, yellow crayons. And he'd put JF, just a sec. Like, uh, can you give me four minutes, three minutes? 
Well, I'm on the air. Come over here. They're all upset. I mean, it's like I got two alphas that are running me. I'm not even kidding, Dowd. This is absolutely ridiculous. They just literally run me all the time. They throw me dirty looks. (laughs) Like, you know, things are dropping on the kid right now, and I'm getting, like, I'm getting laser-eyed. Like, he's staring at me. I don't move fast enough. And he's very quick-tempered now when he doesn't get what he wants. Like, I loved him at six and seven, and and now the little one, which is even worse, he's on steroids with that. He's picking it up from the older one, and he's throwing his alpha around. Uh-huh. And I'm I, I'm no longer a master of my domain. These guys are like, <laughs> let's do this, let's do this, and then they don't complain. They I just get silent treatment. They stare at me until they. Ooh, that's the worst. Yeah. That is worse. So anyway, tell my, them they uh, better shape up or no more Milano cookies from Uncle Dowd next week. Oh, there is no threatening these guys. You know, it's a negotiation. It's, oh, uh, yeah. That's what we want to do. Yeah, there's there's no or else or there's none of that stuff. It's a it's a conversation. It's a discussion. A negotiation. If you do this, then you get that. You know, if they disappoint me, that's the worst that, that, that can be. But boy, he literally opened the door while I was sitting here doing this broadcast, and he stares at me. Uh, are you coming? Incapable of deceit. <laughs> are, you, are you coming, Eddie? Are you coming, Dad? Now, okay. So very quickly, um, they just want me to let him out. You know, with the dog. So very quickly, uh, my uncle Johnny used to take Krylon paint everywhere he went back when they used to sell Krylon paint and it wasn't behind a door and, and locked and, you know, uh, Joker wasn't writing giant graffiti on concrete, you know, off of Stadium Boulevard. Uh, <laughs> he would take that Krylon paint and he'd write JFA on everything, literally everything, anything that he put down, psh, 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 and like all of a sudden you start uncovering these pieces. So we constantly make a joke about him all the time. It's like someone's going to discover all the buildings that they erected in Albuquerque one day, and they're going to start trying to, you know, figure out. Well, yeah, where was JF? JFA was on everything. <laughs> there we go. The story of John F. Aragon. <laughs> all right, back after, back after a quick break of the top of the hour news, and thanks everybody for tuning in into the Kiva. A lot of fun here. If you want to donate, fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. I apologize. The show isn't as entertaining as it normally is, but we're talking about mayoral policies. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. President Biden is slamming the Supreme Court's decision on the new abortion law in Texas. 
in a 5-4 decision, the high court declined to block the measure from being implemented. Biden releasing a statement calling it an, quote, unprecedented assault on a woman's constitutional rights under Roe v. Wade, close quote. As far as how this aligns with the president's Catholic faith, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki says he believes that it's up to a woman to make those decisions uh, and up to a woman to make those decisions with her doctor. I know you've never faced those choices, nor have you ever been pregnant. But for women out there who have faced those choices, this is an incredibly difficult thing. Walmart is raising hourly pay by one dollar for more than a half million workers before the holidays. The retailer's U.S. average hourly wage is now at sixteen dollars and forty cents. USA Radio News. When thinking about life insurance, my accident reinforced you never know what tomorrow might bring. That's why I reached out to AccuQuote. AccuQuote helps people find a life insurance policy that meets their needs. Since 1986, they've helped millions of folks save up to 60% on their life insurance by comparing the rates and features of dozens of top-rated life insurance products. A healthy 50-year-old non-smoker can buy a half a million dollars of 10-year level term for less than 45 bucks a month. A 60-year-old under 120 bucks a month. Longer or permanent terms are available. Even if you already own life insurance, you really need to check out my friends at AccuQuote. Don't worry about health issues. Remember, they help me. As a pastor, I'm concerned about your soul and helping you to make sure your family is taken care of. Life insurance is more affordable now than ever, so don't make them wish you'd made that call. 877-437-4781. Call now, 877-437-4781. 877-437-4781. Each policy points and availability vary by state. President Biden delivered remarks on Thursday regarding his administration's response to Hurricane Ida. The president also saying he will be visiting Louisiana on Friday to survey the damage in the state. Biden adding it will be an all-hands-on-deck approach regarding technology when it comes to assessing damage across heavily impacted areas. I've asked the Pentagon the Department of Homeland Security and the Department of Energy to immediately make available any satellite imagery they can help provide in assessing the extent of the damage. Drones and satellites can make the work faster by getting to the places that are most desperately in need. The White House is warning about malicious cyber activity ahead of the Labor Day weekend. Annie Newberger saying hackers often look for opportunities to strike when fewer people are working in government and business offices, hospitals, universities, and school systems. You're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. New Yorkers continuing to clean up after a storm ripped through the area. The remnants of Hurricane Ida flooded mid-Atlantic states overnight. Powerful winds and torrential downpour caused major travel disruptions across the region and prompted a flash flood emergency to be issued for the first time ever in New York City. New York Governor Democrat Kathy Hochul tells CNN this isn't their first rodeo. You cannot prevent the scale of something like this, but the answer is how you prepare in advance and how you respond. And New York is prepared for this. We you know, we have had so many events from Superstorm Sandy to, you know, to Tropical Storm Irene to countless events. We, we deal with flooding all the time in this state. And so we, we have the assets 
we, we deployed them early enough. So we stand ready to help in any community that lets the state of New York know we're also contacting people proactively. From the West Coast USA, Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. A group of Senate Republicans is pressing the White House for information about who remains in Afghanistan after the U.S. withdrawal. Politico obtaining a letter from 26 Republicans that expresses concern about the safety and well-being of American citizens and allies who were left behind in Afghanistan. The group also cites reports that ineligible individuals, including Afghans with ties to terrorist organizations or serious violent criminals, were evacuated alongside innocent refugee families. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. Now with orders to stay at home. Steady, calm, reliable. Words that don't exactly describe what's going on right now. But at Los Ranchos Gun Shop, that's precisely what you'll see. Fear drives gun and ammo sales, but the staff at Los Ranchos Gun Shop is committed to dependable customer care, understanding your needs, and offering fair prices to help you protect your home, family, and self. Experience Los Ranchos Gun Shop on 4th Street, south of Osuna, or shop online at shop.losranchosguns.com. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Lagoon, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.
606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Andy Eric on the Rock of Talk, AM 600 KI, the rockoftalk.com. My opponents are afforded equal time here, same format, same style of show, uh, right here in the Kiva. And I'm welcome to go ahead and uh, to produce all that. We've met with our FCC attorneys. Uh, they have given me full and complete direction on what the can and can'ts in all of this. And that's very exciting because uh, we need to do what we can not just to stay compliant during this time of FCC renewal, uh, but making sure that all elections are fair. At no time will my opponent's names be dumped, removed from the air. That is known as electioneering. Uh, they are welcome to go ahead and promote themselves, raise money, do whatever they want on our air, free of charge, as I am not charging myself. I have to charge them the very same things. And uh, that's the rule. Dems the rules. There it is. Uh, here during our third hour, commercial free, we got uh, D. Dowd and me. How are you, Dowd Muska? Well, I'm wondering, uh, potentially down the line, uh, if they avail themselves of their, uh, I guess, their rights and privileges under the FCC regulations, could Tim Keller and or Manny uh, Manny Gonzalez actually hold an audience for more than about 30 seconds without putting them to sleep? I mean, these guys are government employees. They're used to being surrounded by yes-men. They're not really used to responding to an, an audience the way that talk radio has a direct connection to the audience. I, I, I would, I would be interested to see how 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 far down they went before they kind of ran out of things to say and got tired of people not just constantly kissing their posterior all day. Well, I think the important thing uh, of all of this is that they could avail themselves and develop that um, if they uh, were so motivated to do so. I mean. We could literally inter- interleave uh, me, them, me, them, me, them as much as they wanted to do. But um, do you think they'd actually legitimize my station and tell them where to find them? You know, they would only be coming here to call people. Now, I couldn't go to other uh, radio stations and television stations because those two are elected government officials. So as long as they're speaking only in the capacity of themselves as elected officials, not as two people who are campaigning or running for mayor, then at the moment they say running for mayor... I'm raising money for mayor, uh, vote for Timmy, vote for the other guy. They would immediately uh, remove themselves. And that entire time, block of time on that radio would belong directly to me. Uh, Also, if they had commercial avails that also were running as that entire time, if they ran those uh, within that time, that entire time would also belong to me. So it's a very territorial thing, very specific. Uh, They could block me out entirely as long as they don't say any of those types of things. Um, but the moment that they do, it is mine. So uh, check your FCC attorneys. Mine is in Washington, D.C., a good guy. And uh, I think that he is advised as well as uh, can be expected. So 550-5500, uh, if you want to go ahead and text in, do that anytime. Uh, let me go ahead and uh, give you guys some text of your stuff. Uh, Aragon Pro-Cop, Keller Pro-Crime. Aragon Pro-Constitution, Keller Pro-Biden. Ooh. Aragon pro-citizen, Keller pro-left-wing agenda. Bumper stickers I could make? Uh, absolutely. You just, you just, you just color your, your, your pretty little head, your pretty little hearts, and the, whatever you guys want to do. That is from Dwight. Dwight, uh, what does he say? Uh, what, doesn't he say erroneous? Or what, is, what does Dwight say on The Office? Oh. I, I don't know. Um, Dwight Schrute. Schrute beat farms. Schrute, yeah. He always has a word. <laughs> Failed or wrong. Something like that. He was, everything is wrong or fail or something. Uh, can I print and distribute independently? Uh, you can make whatever sign you want. Uh, the ones that I print, uh, and you can pick up the bumper stickers here, 
Uh, you can come as often as you like. And if you want to call me and ask me any question, I don't really care. Remember, we're not screened. You're not sitting there. Wait, we've got one call here. I just got one line open. Only one line open. Everyone's like, oh, wow. Never heard of that before. One line open. How do you consistently always have one line open? Was the Nettie not Ron Ketty? Machete Eddie. Spaghetti, your meatballs are ready. The weather's fine. Okay, there we go. Uh, Eddie. I think the show is fine, Eddie. I was worried first day, but I'm sure it's going to smooth out. I'm thinking that the questions to send that might highlight the current poor leadership. I have lots of statements. So I have to re- uh, poor leadership. Uh, Tim Keller, you can't be more poor than that. So I have to rephrase them to questions. One thing that will happen from this is the public will be very informed and engaged. How can that any be anything but good? God bless. Love that. And I will send that to you. Uh, let's see. you got people who are on our... Uh, uh, okay, and man, you said it, Eddie, but it's hard to find info about that. I brought that up last week. Okay, we, uh, Eddie, could we hack the freeway signs to convert vaccines work into vaccines work unless you're Jewish? Huh. I don't know. That's uh, That hit me wrong. Look what's happening in the most vaccinated country in the planet. Oh, it's talking about Israel. Do you see what's going uh, on in Israel? Uh, yes. Uh, a report, so we can put that in context. This is the text coming in. Man, you said it, but it's hard to find info about that. I brought that up last week. Over the half of the people in critical condition in the hospital have had the booster shot as well. You know, what is happening in, in Israel? Yeah, and, and Eddie, it's interesting because Alex Berenson has been reporting on, on Israel and the U.K. And the media the last couple of days in New Mexico, they've been really stressing this, oh, only 10% of people hospitalized uh, are, Every are newscast. I watch but, the news. You're right. But – don't forget, Israel and the UK were much farther ahead of us. They got, they had their pack, their populations vaccinated at a higher rate more quickly. So maybe mm-hmm. we'll be looking at bigger numbers down the road. And Alex Berenson's been uh, a beast on this. All right, we're gonna jump to that. All right, callers, go ahead. Call you in the Kiva. Go ahead. Oh, good afternoon, gentlemen. Dave. Dave. Norm. Dave. Norm. Cliffy. Go ahead. What's going on? <laughs> Well, let's see, that candidate that must not be named. Okay. And the definition of fraud. It reads like a short novel, which is rather extensive, and I've boiled it down to two different points aside from the number one definition. Legal or constructive fraud includes such contracts or acts as, though not originating in any actual civil design or contrivance, the perpetrator of fraud, yet by their tendency, to deceive or mislead others or to violate private or public confidence are prohibited by law. Second section, where a party intentionally or by design misrepresents a material fact or produces a false impression in order to mislead another or to obtain an undue advantage of him. There is a positive fraud in the fullest sense of the term under 85 Tennessee Code 139, and if a person takes upon himself to state as true that which is ho- he is wholly ignorant, he will, if it be false, incur the same legal responsibility as if he had made the statements with knowledge of its falsity. And there's Numerous cases that follow that one. Okay, so who are you actually speaking about? Uh, don't don't uh, expect everybody is on the same, uh, you know, uh, wavelength as you are. Okay, so you're speaking of who? Manny. 
Okay. And what you're saying about him is, is what again, to clarify, you start at the top is fraud, correct? Yes. Especially with the stuff that he had turned in with the signatures, the $5, the this, that, and the other, and they find out that it, it is not true. Even without his direct knowledge, he is still legally responsible as though he knew. Yeah, so you sign off on that. That's something that you do, which is why I was the only one who didn't. I, I didn't have anybody else sign off for me, um, period. Uh, you know, you can't uh, monitor everybody all the time. So uh, there certainly is that uh, component. We did everything 100% electronic. We were flawless in terms of the number of signatures and rejected signatures, and that was certainly good. And uh, there you go. So that's uh, that's how it's done. I, I, uh, uh, right. what, what Manny, yeah, what Manny is, uh, or has done or has completed, uh, is that's not how it's done. So you have to wonder like how, uh, he's going to be fumbling uh, if he were to be elected mayor. And I think it uh, bears closer scrutiny on his ability to go ahead and, and, you know, sort of uphold the law, uh, as the highest lawman in Bernalillo County. So there's some questionable things to be sure. Um, uh, the, uh, punishment is fourth degree felony. Uh, so you'd have to look up what that is. But uh, there you go. Anything else, uh, Dictionary Dave? Uh, I noticed that uh, Free Talk Live just sort of like died on Sunday afternoon after I called in. It died. <laughs> what would you do? What happened? You and you and, you and Dave, Dave and Dave uh, went to, went to town on that. So I'll have to check oh, out. Yeah, yeah. Very quickly, I've got a few other callers. So go ahead. Okay. It was rather interesting how it went from... Uh, them trying to get on me about using such an old dictionary, but they seem to forget the fact that the definition of a word is based on historical and legal usage, and especially coming from a legal dictionary, mm -hmm. it's also based on case law and common law, which goes back over a thousand years. So the definition of the word is not what they want it to be when they're on the air and go, no, it doesn't mean that. Uh, excuse me, but I'm reading from this. Do you want it from Black's Law 1986? Do you want it from Black's Law 2004? It's going to read the same way. Guess what? The language doesn't change that much. All right, Dictionary Dave, I appreciate you uh, being here and as always contributing to the program. Tell me, how come you never got married? Well, no, I'm coach. It's unfair to ask a woman to be the wife of a mailman. You know, watch them get up every morning, strapping on that old mailbag. Going out and hitting those mean streets, never knowing whether he's coming back or not. Right. Somewhere out there is a beagle with your name on it. Right? <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. It all depends what kind we're talking about just, here. Just the average. Any kind. kind. All right. Okay. If you take your average whale's intestines and stretch them out, you're looking at uh, three miles and change. <laughs> Win again, coach. This man knows his animal kingdom. <laughs> I think uh, Sammy can handle that one, Uncle. Gee, I hate to see that kind of thing happen between women. Yeah, I know what you mean, Coach. Uh, women fighting is very unladylike. Unless, of course, they're wallowing around in mud pits. <laughs> <laughs> well, what I can't fathom is how one can drink ice-cold beer in freezing weather. Cliff, explanation, please. Now, how do you know he has one? Five bucks says he does, ten says it's a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> when the uh, British school to punch you, ten bucks all the way. 
Who they drank uh, steaming hot pots of tea on the hottest days of the year to uh, balance out their inside and outside temperatures. See, conversely, uh, drinking an ice cold drink on a cold day uh, actually results in a more uh, comfortable body temperature. All right. Why do you drink ice cold beer on a hot day? Mr. Clavin. <laughs> what else are you going to do with it? <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm doing back. There you go. All right. Uh, call it. You're in the Kiva. Go ahead. A high school girlfriend of mine ran into George Went out on the town one night mm. decades, decades ago and and uh, did exactly what everybody would do, and he was not amused. <laughs> uh, what did you say, Norm? Norm! Yeah, Norm. Uh, George yeah. Went was the fat one, and the other one was the mailman. So, uh, Bill, and by the way, George Went, I don't know if you knew this, he was a uh, avid jogger. Uh, he was on the cover I believe a one time look it up. I don't It's a, a magazine so long ago or there's a feature article in runner's world. There's an <laughs> old, old magazine. I remember that. I'm like, what the hell? How's that guy run? <laughs> uh, under, underwater, underwater treadmill. Uh, no, actually he was an avid jogger. George G E O R G W E N D it. W E N D T. Is that what it's? Or yeah. W N D T. Is he still alive? That would be the guy. Oh, he is. He's an American, uh, you always look at the is and was immediately after the wiki and uh, enter. So uh, there it is. Yeah. yeah Primetime Emmy win, winner. Uh, when's the last time he has acted or been in anything? Well, it looks like uh, stealing a survivor. VFW in 2019. Bliss in 2019. He's He's been around. Uh, nothing that I'd recognize because I don't watch movies. But um, all right, Dave, appreciate the phone call. What's going on? Oh, I, I'm the original David Brent. Uh, oh, Okay. Long, long, be- long before uh, Ricky Gervais, I, w- I was David Brent since uh, 1964, unless uh, yeah, the British office was on the air then. British? Okay. Yeah, he is pretty cool. And I think the British one was uh, something I never watched, but I'm supposed to. Like someone who says they read the book and didn't watch the movie, you're supposed to say the British one is uh, better isn't that right, Dad? Just uh, indeed, say, yes, yes. Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah, the hipsters. You know, so much better, right? Yeah. All right. We we understand your cultural. Uh, one of the things I found out about uh, Dave is uh, he is solar powered. He is naturally powered. Uh, something I didn't know about him. A uh, whole new respect for him just because he's so resourceful. Not that I uh, am encouraging people to get more solar powered, um, but that is something that is very interesting about you, Dave. Uh, anything else? Yep. Do you have a question, comment? You want to lay it on me? Ask me the most difficult mayoral question that you can. Uh, okay. Stump stump the mayoral candidate. Do we want to play that? Sure, sure. Well, I got yeah, I got I got more questions than you got time right now. But uh, oh, and and first of all, is murder, murder Mike ripping me off? Is that a crime? Didn't I? I wrote that in chat yesterday. That Eddie the Machete. Uh, he is, He does not have access to a computer. He has huh? a he has a radio. He listens, and I think he writes and tries to read most of what he writes. Um, so if there's anything that you put on a computer, uh, he will not be reading it. And if he no, did, well, they don't make a uh, magnifier high enough on the. Uh, the uh, the drugstore eyeglasses uh, for Mike to go ahead and uh, get. Well, great great minds think alike. Then great minds think alike. There it is. Oh, and I, and, and, and I, as I drove cab for a while in your fair city of Albuquerque, and I got ripped off in that St. Anthony apartments, but I I got them back. I got them back. Oh, do I want to hear about how you got someone back? 
It was fun. It was it was fun. I I, I have a natural uh, detective in me, and so when they did their little scam and tried to get out of the fair mm. and figured I wouldn't see what apartment they went into, mm. I was able to figure out what apartment they went into. And then I called the cops, and me and the cop went to the door, and the cop banged on the door for about ten minutes until they finally opened it, and then we had a conversation, and it was okay. an, it was an, an obvious an obvious uh, low life drug house, and uh, so for about ten fifteen minutes, they got to sweat bullets uh you know ultimately they got away with it but it was fun making them squirm so hmm. anyway yeah yeah that that apartment complex is sketchy uh, i uh i don't know but we did find a dead body there that would be murder number 90 if it uh, concluded that way but we won't follow um and by the way uh would, would that be considered harassment and or stalking uh if you watch somebody walk into their house um, after they after they ripped me off you mean yeah, would that be considered stalking? I highly doubt it. Okay, and, and, so you, and, you have some of those answers. That's why I asked. Yeah, and I oh no no it would be considered stalking, but it would be it would be very fun. It would be very entertaining if somebody tried to charge me with stalking for following some guy to his to his house after he tried to uh, steal money from me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I'm, yeah. sorry, I'm sorry. Actually, after he did steal money oh, from me. you won. You you got the uh, vindiction. You, I would leave it there. You know, once you're vindicated. Yeah, you know, just remove the chip on your shoulder. But it's a great story. Uh, you know. uh, anything else there, Dave? Yeah, so you had said uh, if you want hard-hitting questions, you were talking about... I, I uh, want one that you actually made. A, like, I don't know if you just picked up the phone and decided to call today, which I'm happy to take your call on, on anything, but or if you actually got and say, hey, I'm going to ask Eddie this. That's the question I want from you today. Hey, I'm well, going to ask that, Eddie this. The answer, that, the answer to that question, Eddie, is that I listen to every second of your program today. And any and, good? Is it terrible? And, is it good? About, Am I violating FCC violations? You, so, you'll, no, no, you're, 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 you're uh, all above board today. And, and um, about 20 minutes of it, I listened to it twice. And I got uh, six column inches of notes. And you asked me for <laughs> one of my... That's all. We got it. Uh, so, uh, so David, David, and David. So we had the previous David, then this David, and then David Dowd Muska. Uh, <laughs> we got Dave, it's Dave, and Dave. It's all radio right. and it's radio in three D. All right, late, late. That is awesome, man. You seriously, honestly, I think you have actually found your. You are a late night guy, about three to five a.m. And Dave might actually get. Uh, he might replace Clyde Lewis. I, mean, I don't know who's. I don't know who's gonna. Honestly, I don't know who would produce Dave's show because I I couldn't. But honestly, if Dave got on and ranted for like with that much energy, the three to five, you wouldn't shut your radio off. I guarantee people would just listen to Dave three to five in the morning. I had an overnight guy that was gonna do that, and then but I think you might be a better fit for that. All right, lay it on me. You have six six pages. One question, and then we got to get. We've got other people calling and texting. Okay, I'll, I'll save the other twenty questions for some <sighs> other time. So, yep. the 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 hardest hitting one that I came up with today was, and let me quote you first. Uh, okay. uh, you had stated something to the effect of, uh, "What are you going to do about the violent crime?" And you talked about that. And then you talk about misdemeanor crime. What are you going to do about that? And you talk about property crime. And I want to ask you, Eddie Aragon, mm. what are you what are, what are you going to do about the government white collar crime? Uh, are we yeah, talking yeah. about corruption? Uh, yeah, you know, racketeering, racketeering, child trafficking. How about that's, child trafficking? Let's start, with, let's start with child trafficking. That's a very broad area. Let's go right for that one. So let me say something about this. Uh, how I started my news conference, and thanks for the question, David. Um, and I want you to listen while you're on air. So we started the news conference when we launched the mayoral campaign with the Jeffrey Epstein video, which I thought was very important. And we've had people who have been the subject of child trafficking. Now, uh, 
a very important uh, leader in that level of thought uh, actually just recently um, uh, died. And I don't think necessarily accidentally. Um, David, I can't think of his, his last name. David Steele, I think, is, was, was the guy's name. Um, and this is something that we have to acknowledge as a priority problem first. Nobody wants to talk about it. And to go back and look at the uh, attorney general, uh, which is Hector Balderas, and what he talked about when we had one, you know, if you talk about the biggest child pedophile that is known, it would be Jeffrey Epstein. And no justice was done. Now, Maria Farmer, uh, who was raped there as well as her sister uh, and rape, rape there. Uh, we don't know that there is an actual problem because, of course, the state of New Mexico decided to do what? Let Jeffrey Epstein unregister two days after he registered as a uh, pedophile in the state of New Mexico. He did that willingly. and It was Bill Richardson's uh, administration decided to go ahead and undo it. Take a listen to this. OK, and then we'll continue to talk about this. Uh, and I think one the first and foremost thing we have to do is acknowledge that it is a problem. Uh, I doubt I'm going to quiet your mic on this. OK. Jeffrey Epstein started his targeted grooming manipulation of me as a child when I was in New York City for a school trip. I first came into contact with an assistant of Epstein's while on a high school drama club field trip to New York City. I was invited to his home. There, his assistant took a photo of me and then later reached out to me inviting me to Epstein's ranch. I only knew Jeffrey Epstein for five days during a trip to Zorro Ranch his massive compounds surrounded by government land in the New Mexico desert. Epstein took my sexual innocence in front of a wall of framed photographs of him shaking hands and smiling with celebrities and political leaders. I was only 15 years old. After, he wanted to talk with me about what had just been my first sexual experience and directed me to take time to myself that night to cry. He said that would be beneficial to my growth. After this, we had a long talk about my future goals. I told him that I wanted to go to college to study biochemistry. He said that he wanted to give me money for college. He asked me how much money I thought he should give me. At 15 years old, living in northern Michigan with my mother, stepfather, and grandfather, I had no idea how to respond to a billionaire who had just raped me. Bingo. I had no idea how to respond to a billionaire who raped me when I was 15 years old on a New Mexico ranch. Okay. So that's a problem, right? And Hector Balderas, the state of New Mexico has done nothing about it. Now I'm going to take this a step further and this is, this is important. Okay. What is one of the first things that Tim Keller, when he first came in, I doubt anybody remembers this. What was he looking at when he first came into the, uh, uh, the office? Remember, audit, audit, audit. What was the first thing he was going to do? He was going to make sure to go through the entire log of rape kits. Now, mark my word, over the next seven days, Dowd, uh, you can go ahead and, and mark my word on this as well. Let me tell you something. Have those rape kits in his uh, going through, through them thoroughly, have those been prosecuted, evaluated? Have they gone and been cross-referenced with one another? Have, have, do we have anything? Anything whatsoever that has come from those rape kits, that would be the first place that I would start on the rape kits. You want to start learning about uh, pedophile, make sure every single one. I don't even know because we never hear about rape and sexual assault. And people are afraid to report it because it's a crime of shame. 
the person and the victim generally feels worse, right? And for those that are underage and the child trafficking that happens, certainly the one that happened at Motel 76, uh, the number of kids that are getting trafficked uh, all the time in here in exchange for drugs. We can go back to Victoria Martins and the unsolved uh, crime that happened there. I mean, uh, raped, dismembered, decapitated, burned, scorched, five years and uh, seven, nine days, five years and nine days, we still don't have a suspect. So the question is, identify what the problem is, prosecute to the nth degree, make sure that is a talking point on the edge of the lip, because nobody wants to talk about sexual assault. Nobody wants to d discuss it at all. But me as a victim at the age of six years of age, I'll tell you, that'll be one of the first things that uh, we need to be discussing uh, here in, in the, the state of, or excuse me, the city of Albuquerque. Because if we discuss it, then we create that level of awareness and we'll prosecute it to the full ex extent of the law. And I think we should, although the city of Albuquerque can't do anything, we can't increase ordinances or make you register at a, a, a lesser age um, uh, than 16, right? If uh, I think that's the age now of consent, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in the state of New Mexico. So if it's below there. We have to just put that out there. And so we've got to uh, be able to make sure that the AG and the uh, DA are both aware of it and they do something about it. I mean, we had one seven-year-old, you might remember, uh, who was, you know, uh, 26 different uh, calls were placed to CYFD and literally nothing, nothing was done about it at all. So what would I do? Uh, one, create awareness. Two, prosecute it to the full ex extent. And three, making it a talking point so that we can actually discuss it out front until the problem goes away. So... We'll leave it there. You're going to make sure you're going to give me a response. Do you need a response to my uh, question or you're good? No, I, I got Well, I got a comment. Yeah, I need a response. I got a comment. So um, you, def you defined, described, uh, conversed on one uh, area of child trafficking. Are, there are more areas of child trafficking sure. than the sexual trafficking of children. Um, are you familiar with the other ways that children can be trafficked? Uh, why don't you inform me? I'm not doing a quiz show. I'm trying to give you answers okay. to solve your okay. problems, so, not giving so, you identities of or ideas about right. uh, all yeah, the, yeah. the categories. Yeah, okay. So, uh, well, trafficking. Trafficking is exchanging one thing for another thing illegally. That's how I would define it. You know, legal experts can call me and tell me how I did, but that's yeah. my that's my... That's my definition. So if a child is unlawfully transferred from one person to another for any purpose, doesn't matter whether it's sexual or otherwise, and it's unlawful, that's mm -hmm. child trafficking. Now, what did I just describe in that? Uh, exact, I, I know uh, I know where you're going with this, and I, I, know, right? I know your personal uh, problem here, and that would be a problem that's uh, certainly within the family courts. And I agree that is a problem. Uh, what, what, the family, what, what can the, the family... The family court located at 5200 Second, what is it, Avenue, Second Street, uh, uh, north, Northwest. That's within the uh, city limits of the city of Albuquerque, is that not? Yes. Okay, so that would be the territory of the mayor of Albuquerque, would it not? So what, what can I do? What do you think I can do? Because I'm, I'm, under, I'm understanding. I, the, wait, hey, 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 before we get all yep. worked up, um, I'm just asking, what, I, what, I what can up, I do for you? I got you? worked up. I got, I got uh, worked up for David, just Eddie. tell me what I could do for you. What, seriously, what would you I want am. me to do? I'm, tell, I'm telling you now. One, okay, cool. one I'm, re I'm responding to what you said. I got worked up 14 years ago on July 5th, 
of 2007 when I discovered that I would not be seeing my children again until who knows when, and right. I've never seen them again. That's when I got worked up. I've been worked up 24-7 for 14 years, yes. since July 5. That's when I got worked up. Okay, I've so never I want to I, I okay. I I help these, you. These, these crimes, okay, Mayor, Mayor Aragon, these crimes occurred within the city limits of the city of Albuquerque. These are crimes. They happened, they happened within the city limits of the city of Albuquerque, and they continue to happen. What will you do about it? I'm asking you, what, what can I do in the, each of those specific situations? We can arrest, we can prosecute, we can respond to uh, uh, calls that are being made. You were involved in something like that, and we could uh, make sure that there's somebody that uh, can take this a little bit more seriously than you were taken, uh, for sure. I think you need to move CYFDE out of the way. We have certainly found the failures there, and we have to stop making the uh, City of Albuquerque Police Department do all the job for the CYFD. I mean, it's a pretty sketchy area. And I think we probably need to uh, increase the level of resources that we dedicate uh, to that. And I think that's going to you know, require reallocating resources within the city budget uh, and m making sure that people have a hotline uh, that people can call in and we're responsive to that hotline. So I think if you would have had a response like that, you wouldn't have to be worked up for 14 years in which the uh, city and the state and the uh, government resources have done nothing to help you or anybody else who's encountered the same problem. Yeah. In fact, let me let me add. In fact, they have not done any. They have not only not done anything to help. They have obstructed. They right. have actively and passive aggressively obstructed when I attempted to solve my own problem. Okay. I, so I, are, I know. I know, David. I understand, yeah. and I'm going to. Okay. Help, and I'm going to help you. So it's as simple as that. Uh, you need to be listened to. You need to be helped. Uh, this is something that is uh, a, a crime against the kids crime against you as the father and it needs to be evaluated and relooked at and i will help it, you no problem it's all thank you and it's also a crime against humanity when you separate a child from its parent with no warning no notice and no legal justification which i proved at your new mexico court of appeals with unanimous decision wexler bustamante and kennedy written by kennedy when you, when, you, when you separate children with no legal dis, uh, justification and it's proven at your New Mexico Court of Appeals, that is a crime against humanity to do that to a child. Mm -hmm. Well, David, I think your, um, your emotion is palpable. Uh, the government resources weren't properly utilized. I think somebody can not only just be assigned, we can hear, but at the point where we have uh, maximized our ability to solve whatever problem that might be, we're going to have to end up leaving it there and, and, and figure out another route, which includes legal litigation, um, depending upon your income. You know, we could direct you towards resources so you can uh, move back into, you know, there's there's lots of resources for people who can or can't afford things. And uh, I think we can point you in those that right direction. And I'm so sorry that you're going through all this. And I'm glad you're able to express what you're feeling, what you're going through to everybody. And no matter how many times people hear it, um, let me remind the people who are hearing it and who say that, well, I get tired of hearing that. Um, they shouldn't be tired of hearing it because it's not a problem that has been solved. So, David, I appreciate yeah. you calling in. And I, I yeah, and let me and let me I'll, let me end with to those Wrap people. Wrap it up. Come on, David. Yeah, if you don't mind, to, go ahead. To to those people, when it happens to you, think about think about your children, your grandchildren, when they disappear and you never see them again. Think about that, and you might understand. Yeah. Well, I hear it, and it's hard. 
And uh, Dave is a good guy, and he has a lot of passion, and he has uh, not been righted. David, thanks for the phone call. 550-5500. Um, you know, see, I mean, you know, doubt it's a, it's a hard thing. But, well, you, you know, know I'd, I'd, I'd always be inclined to dismiss one one person's story, but boy, as someone who doesn't have any experience with the family court, I've heard these stories in other states again and again and again, and uh, I'm inclined to really trust show killers assessment of the situation I feel for the guy. And we can do as much as we can. Um, and people need to be heard and this is their chance to be heard. Um, not just here, but by government resources. Then we need to figure out a way to make sure that that person, uh, David or anybody else uh, would be able to channel whatever problems they have so that it goes through. And if we're understaffed to do that, we've got to find the resources either reallocated or perhaps if we're more lucrative and have more businesses and a bigger tax base and, and more opportunity here, then uh, we can uh, further increase the resources that we could use uh, to keep, uh, you know, uh, these problems from becoming bigger and bigger. So I think that's the way we have to look at this stuff. All right, uh, 550-55, let me race through all of these uh, texts really quick. I'm a graduate of the Citizens Police Academy. 2018, every single year, the police never had enough any rape kits or DNA kits. Oh, that is awful. How about that? my gosh, what can we do about that? Um, Let's see. And I just sent everybody to, uh, KOB showed Sam and Sebastian's picture again. Did they really? Wow. Did they really? I specifically told Kai Porter, and I specifically told Chris Ramirez, specifically. Uh, uh, Eddie, elected officials should not put their name on any city or state property or building when in office. It is a not a lifetime job. And when you leave your elected office, yeah, that's it. It will cost city plenty to remove your name. Broward County, Florida Sheriff Ken Jen had his name on everything, badges, rugs, buildings. It was put on everything. He got busted. It cost the county hundreds of thousands of dollars to remove his name. The, uh, deputies had to black tape his name on the badge. Um, wow name on their badge and shirts as he was arrested and removed from office. If the mayor's affixing his name on Albuquerque signs and property, it's kind of unresponsible. He's looking to the future of the city and costs to remove his name after his term. Yeah, I think I'm in full agreement of that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, something with uh, Candace Owens and COVID. Can you look that up real quick? Yeah, um, apparently she wanted to get a, a test done and the company wouldn't give her a test because of her politics and ideology, which is the America we what? live in now, apparently. What? Scary stuff. Because she's a recognizable conservative. Oh. Uh, anyway, we should have bought rape kits instead of spending $30,000 on a rainbow sidewalk. Bingo. Uh, and man charged in the uh, shooting of APD officers booked into MDC. Boy, that looks like a winner. Suspect 27-year-old James Ramirez. No relation to Chris Ramirez. I uh, was also injured in that shootout two weeks ago. He was released from the hospital Wednesday, booked into MDC. He is facing a long list of charges, including three crimes of aggravated assault on a police officer. Scheduled the first hearing Thursday. Will not be heading to federal court instead. Prosecutors with the district attorney's office. I mean, if you shoot a cop, um, shouldn't that be? I don't know if you shoot a cop or kill a cop. I think the penalty should be the same. If you shoot a police officer, uh, honestly, I think it's just life in prison. Is that too harsh? What do you think? I mean, you're a, you're a libertarian, so tell me. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, you shoot at a cop. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. I mean, 
I don't know. I feel like I'm, 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 just, been, I'm sorry. I'm just distracted by the Candace Owens story, Eddie. It's unbelievable. Yeah. A private COVID testing clinic sent her an email saying, "I, uh, my team and I have worked overtime to exhaustion, unpaid and underpaid this past year. It would be unfair to them uh, and into the sacrifices we have all made this year to serve you. We cannot support anyone who has proactively worked to make this pandemic worse by spreading <laughs> misinformation, politicizing yeah. and discouraging the wearing of masks and actively dissuading people from receiving life-saving vaccinations, the owner said. Uh, so uh, no one is uh, doing more to make the pandemic worse than if somebody requests to get a test and they don't get it. Idiot! Are you? Right and Stimpy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, just want to let you know, yesterday I was listening to KKOB. Sorry. Oh, I, what are you apologizing for? Dr. Barry Ramo was on. Dr. Barry. Our own Dr. Fauci. Our local Dr. Fauci. <laughs> oh, we talked to the. How old is Dr. Barry Ramo? 80, 80, 80 what? 86? Fauci's 80. Uh, get your, get your birthday. <laughs> get your third booster. Get your fourth booster. Get your fifth booster. We'll come he out of this real fast. about the mayoral campaign, and uh, he said, that loser said he was the vaccine-less candidate on a few other choice comments. Oh, uh, Barry Ramo called me a uh, loser. Ah. Boy, these guys that live in these nice neighborhoods in the uh, central of uh, Los Ranchos that do these types of things and say what they want to say about people that they don't know who could potentially be their candidate, their their mayor is not not good. I'll, I forgive you, Barry Ramo. You won't have a chance to win. I wish you would explain why in some of your commercials. Best of luck in the campaign. Bonnie. The little eclipse of the heart, Bonnie. That's that's great. I'm thinking of... Uh, All right. Family court is a trick box. Going through it with my son's case. He is being wrong. This place needs to be closed up. You got my vote. Eddie. Eddie with a Y. Awesome. Thank you. Um, nobody, no, nobody knows uh, family court better than me. It's ugly, ugly. Another area to help in fighting crime is a follow-up uh, on vehicles without license plates. The driver needs to be pulled over. This action could potentially catch something before it happens. I'm under the impression by another officer that they are not pursuing vehicles with expired plates due to COVID. What does that have to? What does one have to do with the other? Uh, D Dowd's out, by the way. He's got he's got the he's got the kids uh, out in Corrales. I'll read the rest of these. Uh, I'm under the impression by another officer that they are not uh, pursuing this. Okay. So I've been noticing plates with no plates, no tags, tags, years old or a few months. Usually when a hoodlum steals from Smith's, they take off in a car without plates. My point is a simple police stop could be making these criminals less brazen. Good one. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, I didn't. I looked up and dad, dad was gone. Uh, Eddie, they did it to me in Arizona. What they did to David here. Then the scumbag lawyer became the family court judge. I told him to his face, I'll be back. His name is uh, Mr. Cohen. He's a dirty scumbag. Pulled the Trump slander on me and worse. Give David my number, por favor. I'd like to speak with him. Okay. That's cool. I will uh, do that. Wow, that was a very... That's the guy that keeps me laughing all the time. Sometimes to put myself to sleep, he'll make me laugh until I go to sleep on texts that he wrote me all night. More free publicity for you. Just saw Channel 4 News and you ridiculous stunt to cancel you. Can't wait to get my Aragon for mayor yard signs. Was it a bad report? Can somebody call in and see if you saw the Channel 4 
uh, report. I'd love to get the report for you. Uh, Kai Taylor came or Kai Tai or uh, Kai something. Oh, nice guy. Um, wow. I didn't realize everyone's watching. T- I th- thought you guys were listening to the show. Uh, and it was kind of sad hearing you sign off the radio yesterday, but I'm damn sure looking forward to voting for you and donating to your campaign. Yeah, it sucked, but you know what? Let me tell you, the FCC, it's all been checked out and happy to uh, go over that. Uh, the opponents are welcome to have the equal time. Uh, and he let Manny be a Ross Perot. Man, that's funny. Funny stuff. Good, good, funny, weird, wild stuff. I uh, love that. Yep, Fauci is 80 years, 80 years old and dumb. Okay. Glad you can get all it out here. Uh, this is from Stephanie. Virgin Galactic flights grounded over Branson's space flight mishap. Did you hear about this? Um, I'm not going to talk about it right now. We'll talk about it when uh, Dowd, you know, he can't wait to get his his hands on any Virgin Galactic stories. So we got to leave that for him. Uh, Richard Branson under investigation for space flight. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that great? That's uh, that's really great. So we were right. Eddie, report is coming up at six thirty on Channel Four. The unvaxxed candidate who uh, is homeless, who is right, and something stupid like that. Are they going to put that? It's just understand the sarcasm. They'll take that out of context and do something with it. Uh, let's see. I got to head to the Lobo game here shortly. I don't know if you're going. I've got a ticket. Gonna go see my friend. Danny Gonzalez is a, a a soccer teammate of mine growing up, just so you know. Uh hung out with him over at the Albuquerque Country Club where we're both members. Very cool. Uh Eddie, get a donate already signed up and forwarded all my buddies by the Railrunner of Investigating Tools. I mean the same way that they keep pouring good money after bad into the Railrunners, how Blue Team is sucking up money and resources for the department. Sorry about the poor grammar and lack of punctuation. No problem. I am at my kids' baseball practice using the voice dictation mode on the phone. Great stuff. Good. However you need to do it, and if you're listening to it, that's cool. Russ checks in uh, behind you all the way, Eddie. Visited the uh, and bought dog food gone wild today. Had not heard of them until I listened to your station. I'm in the Northeast Heights, and I would not normally encounter them, so I drove all the way over there. Mentioned you a while there, and they said I was there because Kevin was supporting you for mayor. Nineteen other customers looked at me and said, yes, donation coming your way. Let's roll. Woo! That's awesome. That's the, that is awesome. Nineteen other people like, yep. Just jump on board. You guys got to fight back. I'm the, I'm the, I'm uh, Albuquerque's dirty little secret, right? Uh, Tim Keller puts his name on everything he can. Tim Keller. Anyone who works and has a business card for the city planning has Tim Keller's name on it. Are you serious? Really? Oh my God, that's going to stop. Talk about ego tripping. That is insane. That is bad. Uh, don't forget to donate for my campaign fight for 505.com. Uh, social security funds. Uh, Projected to run out of money sooner than expected due to COVID treasury. What happened to the $10 trillion that they printed? Did you know all that money that they sent out? I believe it's a six, oh, was it the 400, six, or 300, the 600, and the 1,200? They want people to pay it back. I told you not to take it. Don't take it. Don't take the money. <clears throat> Eddie, there was a shooting at Lutheran Church in Candelaria in Pennsylvania across from Sandia today at 1230. Sandia was on lockdown to 225. My kids were right in the area, too. My son was locked down until I was talking with him while they were running to lockdown. Police closed down the area. Very sad. Very, very, very sad. So um, thank you. Thank you. I uh, appreciate everybody who texted in as always. Uh, repeat offender accused of sexually assaulting UNM's, UNM campus staffer. The madness of crime in the woke UNM area. All right. Uh, more texts. Uh, I've got so many here. You guys are all listening. Do you know why lots of motorcycle cops were headed east on Lomas, lights and sirens? 
Uh, Murder Mike, can you text that in? I would uh, love to know. I I don't know. I don't know. Um, but we'll find out. We'll see what's going on. Uh, let's see. Mark Taylor about Patriots. Okay, I'll have to watch that. Appreciate you sending that. Who is more corrupt, a dirty cop or, or a prosecutor that passes on good cases? Hmm. My brain isn't working fast enough to say a dirty cop or a pro- I would say a prosecutor passing on good cases. Who's police morale by having a district attorney that actually prosecutes cops? Prosecutes cases, excuse me. I think that's um, having a district Yep, yeah, I think that's good. I like that. Uh, the follow through. Darian Bashir got thrown out the first time. It's going to get reprosecuted again. The problem is, is it should have been, you know, not be hung. They should have been able to get out. Hi, Eddie. I really want to support you for the mayoral campaign, but it bothers me that I keep on hearing clips of you saying you were the only unvaccinated mayoral candidate. Well, that's what they're going to do. Get over it. I mean, it's my choice. You can get vaccinated, non-vaccinated. I'm not advocating one way or the other. So you can go ahead and listen to that. And that's the way you want to go and, and do that. I think that will hurt your campaign. And I'm not sure if I should vote for you or Manny. I do not want Keller to win a second term. Manny has no money. Uh, Manny committed fraud. You can vote for a criminal. You can vote for me. So uh, I hear you loud and clear, and uh, I'm not sure why they're doing that, but uh, they can certainly do that because that was on Eric Strauss's show. And I said that, by the way, that was taken out of context uh, in jest. I wasn't uh, pushing that. Uh, maybe as mayor, you can do constant health and safety compliance checkups on these abortion facilities. I think that's good, yeah, especially the one that we're talking about, Southwest Women's Options. When are often the Department of Health has to check up on them and whether or not they ever do it. That's a good one. The only place I ever see Keller is cutting a ribbon or introducing another investment of big government program. Oh, wow. Uh, let's see. Eddie, I put in Eddie Aragon, Mayor Albuquerque, donate. I can't find the site to donate to your campaign. Fight for 505, fight for 505.com. Never, never mind found it donating now. Appreciate it. Keep us going. Uh, we're using that to give the other stations commercials. I'm not going to be buying more, um, more commercials on my station. I won't buy a single commercial on my station because why I'm on here. Uh, and I'm glad to hear you are going to continue your show. Uh, it's not a continuation of the show. It's a little bit different. I don't get to be as entertaining and do all those things. So I uh, appreciate you saying so, though. Uh, Eddie, okay, here we go. Questions. They're not all biased. My uh, let's see. What are your ideas for dealing with this methadone program with the drug users and dispensing of free needles? Ooh, not happy. We see needles where? On the streets, right? Um, one of the things that happens, so the methadone clinics, they, uh, clinics, they uh, open up very early. We got a methadone clinic like right down the street over here. And the problem with the methadone clinics is um, they come in, they get what they get, they break off half of it, they take it, then they uh, redistribute the rest. I think a lot of that stuff is assessed. That's out of my coverage because that's uh, run through the University of New Mexico hospital, um, certainly the mental health uh, facilities. Uh, that, uh, that uh, run that, you know, they have all the dosages and what they run with, with that. And there's a lot to manage. There's not enough case, case managers or um, uh, uh, professionals, healthcare professionals to go ahead and provide them, you know, I think adequate or what they need. And, and, you know, you have to reassess these people all the time. Remember when you're drugged up, these are constant liars, manipulators, you know, they know how to kind of skirt this so that they can maximize what they get, stay on a high enough dosage of methadone and they will OD. Here's a really funny thing. <laughs> I know way too much about this is when these guys are starting to phase out and they say, okay, we're about to get you clean. They're like, they'll go in OD. And the reason why they OD is they want to make sure that they can, you know, recapture the amount that they were getting before because they use it one to sell it. And then two, this is why clinics are just, you know, these guys, when they rehab, and they want to get clean. They have to want to get clean on their own, not by 
sort of thinning out their dosages over time because they'll OD just to make sure that they get back to the maximum dosage. I don't know. Hopefully you guys uh, understand and understand all that, but that's the way that that stuff works. Is this a program funded by the city, state, or the feds? Uh, state, they have uh, made the homeless problem worse, and I'm thinking this is the magnet for junkies coming in from other states. Uh, I would agree with that. Hopefully you stayed along uh, long enough to uh, listen. Uh, that was like, what was that? An hour and a half ago, so you probably did. Uh, Eddie, you could say about abortion that it is taking innocent human life. I think so. We shouldn't kill off our offspring. Uh, it's immortal that they are the future. It breeds the culture of death. Euthanasia. Yes. That's that against that. Murder in the streets. Gang violence. You can't stop murder in the streets if abortion is not stopped. I would agree with that. You know, the rotten underbelly of the... Yeah. If you can kill an innocent child, Mother Teresa said, in the womb, you can kill anyone. Wow. This is the same person who said, Eddie, I, I am uh, waiting to hear from someone, um, but I want to let you know that I hope you have uh, devotion to your blessed mother and place your campaign under her protection. You know that she is the head of God's army of angels. and St. Michael is her general. Believe in those folks. Works for me. All you have to do is call upon them. New Mexico, the abortion destination state. Yikes. No, that's no good. That's, that's awful. Absolutely awful. All right, a few more here, and then we're going to go ahead and end the program. That's the way it's going to go, sort of like kind of boring. Uh, <clears throat> Eddie, I'd say if they're going to go all out for the stadium, why not make it like forty or 50,000 seater? I've been to Green Bay. It's smaller than Albuquerque by area and the population, yet they house 70,000. I believe it is for the Packers. The city is long overdue for it, and we can house a crowd that big. I think the biggest crowd ever for the University of New Mexico football game I think was when I was there, and I think it was Brigham Young versus UNM. I think we had like 37,000. The largest Lobo Stadium crowd. I think Danny will pass that. We will pass that just because we'll want to. Oh, no, record attendance. New Mexico, New Mexico State, 44,760 back in the day. 2005, 05, we did that. Um, is it still called Dream Style Stadium? I don't think so. I'm not sure. Anyway, to have 44,760. So that was about 8,000 more than when I played uh, back in the day. Eddie, can you give an update on Rudy? Thanks, Phil. Um, Rudy's doing better than he was yesterday. So um, there you go. Um, let's see. Finally, hello, Eddie. Uh, what is, if anything, can be done to reinstitute the bail bondsman in Albuquerque? That's a state thing. I'm almost positive. How would you pursue that as city manager? Uh, bully pulpit, get it out to as many people what we need and make it happen. If you notice that a lot of my opinions are already making their ways uh, into everyday conversation, I think that's sort of the beauty of radio of what's happening and what we're doing. So that I'm excited about. If I can, if if I do nothing more than introduce ideas and make sure that we're getting out them, you know, to improve our city, even if I don't win, that's a good thing. But we really want to get me elected uh, into the uh, city of Albuquerque's uh, mayoral office. All you have to do is go to fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. I'm tireless. I am pursuing this. I'm very, well, let's see. Uh, that wasn't the response I was looking for in my comment. If you're looking for a particular response for, for you, I don't know what else to say. I'm not going to change. So, so in other words, you want me to lie or tell you something different or you want to force vaccinate somebody, right? Is that what you want? Yeah, they, then you should probably vote for Manny. If that's the kind of thing, if you're a statist, that's not what I do. 
Blatant theft in broad daylight, Eddie. Ugh. I'm the anonymous. Uh, so I was at Walgreens, Wyoming, San Antonio by Academy High School. Two big guys casually walked out with big tubs of laundry, toilet paper. I was in the cosmetics department directly in front of the exit. The lady, again, helping her, said, you guys again? I asked her what she meant. She said the same two guys every day for the last week. I asked her, where's the security of the police? She said no one will enforce laws. She was shaking. She said yesterday they flashed a gun uh, amid the inside the liquor department. Literally walking in and out with no fear of any consequence. Yeah, that that's always what's got to stop altogether. They're doing that right now with both Tim Keller as mayor and, and Manny as uh, sheriff. Uh, Dr. BR lives in the People's Republic of Santa Fe. I miss doing radio with you. Bryce. Come on in, Bryce. What's up, Bryce? Bryce is the funniest guy uh, I know. He's like the only guy I would look at. Uh, Eddie, uh, something went down on the Montgomery. I heard it on the Art X a while ago on the police situation. Okay. Very cool. Uh, Eddie, I shopped at two places today. I said, sorry about your mask. Soon we'll have a great new mayor. Eddie Aragon, I left him your info. Uh, two guys at the store. The guy said, I love Eddie. Wow, that's cool. That is super nice. See, that's how we're going to change it. I got a nine-year-old daughter, Eddie. I can only imagine how you're feeling about news showing your kids and PO'd for you. Sure, sure the idiots. Use the funds for campaign and pop a cork. They'll be funny as hell. All right, good stuff, folks. Thanks, everybody, for participating. Uh, thanks for getting us to it. Let's see, we got one more. Yep, Fauci is 80 years old. Let's see, we want to make sure I get every single one that is here. Uh, hello, Eddie. We'll be at the game also. See you there. She can stick it where the sun doesn't shine. And got them. Thanks. And if there's any debates, if you want me to show up, uh, visit your church, visit any gathering. Uh, I go to those all the time. So just all, all you have to do is reach out directly to me, and then I'll forward it to the people who are going to help me schedule. And uh, we are uh, good to go, as they say. And I uh, would certainly love to uh, meet and hear and talk and speak with uh, any one of you. Fightfor505.com. That's fightfor505.com. See you tomorrow bright and early uh, here in the Kiva, 4 p.m. on the Rock of Talk.